You used to call me upon my cellular device. Hey, everybody, it's Joey C here from Superhouse Podcast. This is going to be episode 81. Uh, sadly, just got the news that George A. Romero, the father of zombies, just passed away. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that and sort of our memories of uh, him slash zombie movies. Uh, we'll be talking about the planet War for the Planet of the Apes, do a review of that, kind of what we all thought. And then we're going to check out this Ready Player One image. Apparently there's a lot of, uh, a lot of little Easter eggs hidden in there. So we're going to be talking about that, and as well as other movie news. Um, I saw Baby Driver today, so I'll throw in my little two cents about that fun film. And here we go. Yay. Episode 81. All right. Yeah. So as you said, um, George, Romero, George A. Romero, we just, we just got the news like a couple minutes before we started this episode. Um, who here is most familiar with his work? Uh, I'm pretty familiar with this work. I think I started. He invented zombies, right? I mean, literally invented the zombie movie, zombies in general. <clears throat> the zombie movie as we know it today, yes. Zombie w- is obviously a term f- from, I believe, uh, Africa. It's like a, a ritual of some sort. And <clears throat> I don't know if they, I, I don't necessarily remember if they call it zombie or, you know, whatever. But yes, George Romero is the creator of the zombies that we know and love today it's like uh, um as far as i remember anyway it's like from the caribbean or something it's like a voodoo thing yeah so yeah it might it might be caribbean it could be i feel like i heard it was like african but uh could be wrong all right yeah i mean look honestly i've i mean yes i have seen his uh i've seen night of the living dead that's i have i haven't missed every classic i've I've seen that, and I've seen um, Land of the Dead. I did see that, and Day of the Dead. Yeah. I saw that as well. But uh, other than that, I don't know. I, I missed a lot of it. I haven't seen Creepshow. Uh, Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, um, but I, I do know that. I mean, like he invented the fucking genre. So, um, I mean, you can't fuck with that kind of legacy, you know. Mm-hmm. I um, think I've seen the original Night of the Living Dead. I saw the 90s, late 80s remake in oh, color. Yeah. The, yeah. They're coming to get you, Barbara. That, you know, that, <laughs> um, I think <laughs> yeah, the first yeah, yeah. one I saw, yeah. um, I, there, was, there was a video store that, would, that was out around the 90s uh, called Suncoast. Many of you may have heard of it slash gone to it. Oh, they had a great anime section back in the day. Oh yeah, they had some pretty cool stuff, like you know, stuff you just never you've never seen. Yeah, anime section, horror section, and I saw this like double VHS of, uh, of what is it, Dawn of the Dead. Two VHSs, bro. Two VHSs, bro. I don't know about that. Dose. <laughs> and it had a, it had like a like the front cover like open like a book. And it had just all these, like, you know, just sort of pictures from the film inside. And I was like, look at that. I was like, I got to get this. And, like, this was sort of my first foray 
into zombie movies. This was probably, um, I probably just got out of high school at this point, maybe about to graduate high school, somewhere in there. So like the late nineties, I picked this up, threw it on. It's probably one of the most like cool, like gruesome things I'd seen in a while or, you know, just kind of like, um, you just like watching these like zombies, like pick apart these people, you know, like in a mall or wherever, like, and they're not cutting away from it. It's not dark. You know, it's not, you just seen red stuff. It's like, no, it's like full light on with like arm getting ripped off, pulled away, dude screaming. Um, <laughs> and these zombies in like this, like light purple makeup, you know, it's kind of hokey when you kind of look back at it today, but that's, that was sort of my first uh, look into the world of uh, George A. Romero and zombies. Anybody else? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is not a very uh, touching tribute to uh, the master of zombie horror. Um, uh, I think we forgot the Day of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, day, yeah, Day of the so Dead hilarious. is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Unintentionally hilarious. <laughs> I think even Dawn of the Dead has like some some just kind of funny parts, you know, like yeah. unintentional where you're like, oh, this is a little, it's a little silly. Right, um, right. <laughs> There's that, that scene. Yeah. There's a scene in the first one where that woman's going hysterical, right? And she gets slapped. Yeah. 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 And I remember we watched that with some friends in Japan, actually. And we, <laughs> we turned to one of the girls that was watching it with us. And we even asked her, like, what do you think about that? And she said something like, oh, well, she deserved it. <laughs> 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 Oh man, that's one of my memories of that. Yeah. Of George Romero, George A. Romero. Yeah, I think the first one of his I saw was that 90s remake of Night of the Living Dead, and that's still my favorite. Maybe just nostalgic reasons, but yeah. It's a solid movie, I think. It's it's good. I like the actors. They they're all just huddled up in the house and like the makeup looks great. Yeah, man, it's got Candyman in it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, Candyman. What did a Candyman spin off from that? No, no, no the actor. The actor. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of blanking on his name right now, but uh, yeah. they did Creep Show. That was that was another like movie I I rented and recorded I on the VHS. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like nice. uh, it's like you know four stories. Like Stephen King plays the main character in one of them. Right. Right. Uh, you got uh, Adrienne Barbo from Swamp Thing is in one. I think it's nice. her and like Ted Danson and Leslie. No, she's in a different one. There's one with like Ted Danson and Leslie Nielsen that they're in. Yeah, right, right. That, is that the one where they're like scientists and it's like some bugs? This, the last one, that's um, uh, Hal Holbrook, I believe. And okay. he just like he he kind of he's kind of kind of like closed himself off to the world. And he lives in this like yeah. pristine and pristine apartment. But then like somehow like cockroaches like start like in sort of invading his apartment and popping yeah. up in his cereal and like in his cabinets, you know. And he just like goes crazy. And then they just like you know invade him, yeah. <laughs> start coming out of him and stuff. Um, 
Um, the other two that really stuck with me is the blob at the lake and the Indian statue that came alive. And yeah, that's from part two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember there's that one kid with the long hair who's like, going to LA, I'm going to get paid in lay. <laughs> <laughs> is that from the blob one? I think the Indian statue one. I think, oh, okay. Because weren't, weren't there some like young guys and they were like bank robber or or just thieves of some sort or something. I think maybe thieves, yeah, and they stole from the 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 shop. Yeah. The, the wooden Native American statue comes after him. Yeah. All oh, right, Native American. <laughs> Damn that shit. <laughs> so so Maddie's here. We're talking about our uh, you know, doing our little our George A. Romero tribute. Um <clears throat> We're just talking about, uh, you know, just talking about his, his films and what we thought. And oh, wait, did he pass away today? He did pass away apparently uh, from lung cancer. What about Road of the <laughs> Dead? Okay, I, I see it now. I haven't been on my phone since like, so I was just trying to get home. Yeah, I guess there's. Uh, yeah, I guess it says it's in production, or it was, it was announced. Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Yeah. I would think that they would they would continue. I mean, if he's He's just a he's a producer. Oh, well, uh, is that going to be like Mad Max and zombies? I think so. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, oh, um, my favorite Romero films. Um, I love the movie Martin a lot. Um, I have never been like. I mean, I like dawn and I like day and I like night, but I was like. I don't know. I guess when I was coming up, I saw a lot of um, like either like uh, Savini's remake. And then mm -hmm. I was watching like, you know, um, fuck, Return of the Living Dead and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So by the time I got to like Dawn and Day, it was like, ah, oh, this shit looks old, which I know what I'm saying is blasphemy. And a lot of people are going to be like, fuck, man, he doesn't know about horror. But, um, you know, like, uh, but Martin was one of those random ones where it's like a kid who thinks he's a vampire or is one, but he doesn't have teeth. He has to use like razor blades to like extract blood. And it's just like a weird, like a weird little movie, man. And the guy's such a little fucking creeper and I love it. It's just such a weird fucking movie, but that's probably like my favorite Romero. And, uh, I think I'm not prepared for this guys. Damn. I think he also did monkey shines. He did do Monkey Shines. Yeah. And I fucking love Monkey Shines. That is one of my all-time favorite, like, horror, just weird fucking... I didn't even realize there was, like, an ape genre of horror movies. It's a whole mm -hmm. new thing. I haven't gotten really into it, guys. Don't ask me a lot of questions. I'll get there soon. There's, like, a whole subgenre of just these, like, movies based around apes that, like, are horror films. Mm -hmm. And Monkey Shines is in there. And then um, there's, like like chakra or something is one it's about like a baboon or something it's like it looks fucking weird dude but some of the stuff's harder to find so i'm having to track some of it down but monkey shines i saw it i was like uh elementary school maybe middle school or something so it's been years since that one he did oh, also shit, it's on the, hulu oh shit he yeah, also did right he also did the dark half with uh I believe it's oh, yeah. that old hutton yeah. yep timothy hutton that, yeah. um that was a, i try to also read that book in like seventh mm -hmm. grade after i'd seen the movie <laughs> but i was like oh that's cool man like it's his like dead brother like you know he had a twin but i guess he ate the twin in the womb or something like that and then like he's coming back he gets headaches and then they're like oh man we found some teeth we found a fingernail and like oh shit you know his, his brother's coming back <laughs> and like so, so the, obviously like a Stephen king books like 
you know, 800 pages with small font, you know? Oh, and no, so like no. I was, I probably made like 50 pages and I was like, uh, I can't do it. <laughs> I just kind of stopped. Yeah. I think those are like two of my favorite Romero's like, just like off the top of my head. Like if like just put on the spot, like, thanks for no uh, text earlier guys. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Andrew, was, Andrew, Andrew threw it up on the messenger. Oh, did he? I didn't see it. I don't read what he puts on there. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, that sucks though, man. I was uh, I mean, the subtitle for Martin is the blood lover. Dude, he could be the boy name. next door. Dot dot dot. <laughs> he apparently yeah, did, an experiment. The, he did the OJ Simpson Juice on the Loose TV movie documentary. Yeah, I saw well, that. Probably yeah, I've never, I've, I've never seen the original Crazies or Season of the Witch. Uh, oh yeah, Crazies. I forgot about that. Oh, did he? Oh shit, did he do that weird like night movie with um? They're like knights on motorcycles with Ed Harris. Night Riders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Night. Yeah, is that what it's called? Oh yeah, look at this. This looks case. amazing. <laughs> this, <laughs> the one, this is the one I want to see first. <laughs> and Tom Savini's in it. Oh my God! There's dirt bikes. Ed Harris is in this shit. Yeah, there's yeah. shields on on top. Look, they look like dirt bikes. Baby That's Harris, crazy. baby. Wow, this looks. I think he has a lot of incredible man. B a w b y. Yeah, Night Riders. Oh yeah, they're sneaking. A cue immediately. Came out the year I was. I've never seen season of the witch. Yeah, I clicked on the tales from the dark side. He did. Hold on. Tales from the Dark. Why don't see that on here? Yeah, he's on Tales from the Dark Side. He did a segment in it, like the film or the TV show. The film. I feel like he did the one. And oh, maybe he just wrote a screenplay. That might be it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, man. R.I.P. Did Stefan just get here? Or has he been here and then had to? He been yeah, here. more or less on and off. He been here more or less. Stefan, you have any commentary upon? The passing of George A. Romero. And nah. Damn, <laughs> cold. I, it's cold. I, hard. It's cold hard. I thought Adios, you liked horror, Thanks for the. You know, but after listening to hear how many other movies he made besides Night of the Living Dead, I'm like, I don't know shit about this dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, like, but you know, I know how big he is in horror. Now I want to watch all these you guys are just talking about. Um, you know, but he was old. It's it's sad, I'm sure, for lots of people. <laughs> I don't know. Well, people I die. I don't know what to say. But yeah, Night, Night, Night of the Living Dead was amazing. Molded molded my uh, taste for horror, I would say, right at the beginning. I remember feeling like zombies was like the first thing that grabbed me out of like a horror film uh, or the horror genre. Really? I remember when it used to be hard to find like good yeah. zombie movies to watch or like to just find yeah. like it's everywhere now it's so weird <laughs> it's I, still hard to find good zombie shit maddie i think i had watched the return of the living dead series um you know the whole brains you know they, they kind of you know, started that i love return um and then i think that's when i found the dawn of the dead and mm -hmm. i, I kind of felt it's to, that one seemed more real uh, more, I guess, grotesque than even the return ones. Uh, I love that part in Dave when the guy gets torn apart. 
Yeah, Day of the Dead. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. Day of the Dead is actually probably my favorite out of all of them. It's a good one, man. That's the one in the bunker. In the bunker, yeah. With Dude, uh, that's that where that guy is like running and he's leaning against the wall and it goes on for an uncomfortable amount of time. He's just like screaming. <laughs> Hello. Hello. That guy. I, whoever I, the main asshole guy, like oh, right the grill is sampled at the beginning of that movie. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Anyway. Um, I didn't mean to sound so cold, actually, now that I heard it back in my head. What I meant Why to say was, like, go softly into the night, good, uh, gentle sir. Thank you for all the zombie shit that you spawned. See you in hell. <laughs> he wrote, That's what I meant to say. The, the segment cool. he did in Dark, uh, Tales from the Dark Side was Cat from Hell. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. What's... <laughs> What was that one movie with the cat, uh, cat eyes? Is that the one with the little troll? Comes out of the wall. No. No, that's a you're talking uh, about troll. Cat's eye. Cat's eye. No, it's yeah, the, it was, the that cat's eye. It's Stephen King. It's Stephen King. Uh, there's a okay. troll in cat's okay. eye. Yeah, it's at the end. It's like because there's that myth that like cats steal your breath when they sleep on you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, or it was like an old superstition, but like in this story, it's like a weird little troll, and the cat's like trying to save the little girl's life. Is, she, is that the one? Awesome. Is that the one where the the, the mm. girl backhands the troll into a fan? Maybe? Yes. At the end of the movie. Oh yes. my god! I remember seeing That's that. How he does. I remember seeing that. That's as one a of kid. my favorites. Yeah. Dude. He's just like on her face, and she's just like, bam! And it's like slow motion. She flies into the fan, and it's yeah. just like a regular like box so fan in your house. The it's camera like, tricks that they used to make it. Really tiny were really cool too. Yeah. They did really good camera trickery. I'm gonna have to watch that. Anyway, man. that's a Friday Night Joe Romero. Oh shit, Monkey Shines is based on a novel. I'm gonna have to read that shit now. <laughs> is it a Stephen King novel? Is it all that shit? I don't know. It's some other dude. I, I'm yeah. on, I put the movie on because it's on Hulu right now. So I'm watching it in the background. Of course, of course you did. <laughs> yeah, I, I always have a movie on when I do a Superhouse podcast. Some bitch. Welcome, Superhouse Podcast listeners, to our review of War for the Planet of the Apes, directed by Matt Reeves, starring Andy Serkis, Woody Harrelson, Steve Zahn, and Amia Miller. There will be spoilers. Okay, so I'm going to start this review out with how familiar is everyone here with the Planet of the Apes films, the current ones or the older ones? Like, what have you seen? How many of the Planet of the Apes movies? Please appoint answer people, uh, Matt. Uh, Andrew, you go first. Okay. Um, I have seen the first original 60s one a long time ago. Don't expect me to remember every detail. I expect. But I have seen it, and I've seen all of the, uh, you know, the latest trilogy. Okay. Cool. Joey? <clears throat> I've seen the Tim Burton one. Oh, I've uh, seen that too. And I've seen the trilogy. I've not seen the originals. Ah, uh, okay. Stefan? Yeah, I've only I've seen bits and pieces of the old '60s versions and only the new um, trilogy, actually. Cool, oh, Johnson. Are you in on this? Yeah, uh, I've saw I've seen three of the old '60s '70s: the original one, and then Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and then I think after the planet, the one where it's like a bunch of humans and they live underground, they worship the nuclear bomb. Oh. 
Is that beneath the planet of the city of the apes? Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! There's like at least four or five of these before this. There's loads of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Quite a lot. Sure. Yeah. There, there, yeah. There, I think there's like six of them. I remember we went to Best Buy and it was like they were all on DVD in a box set now, and I was like, oh, well, I did it. But then I was like, I don't know if I want to watch these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're interesting considering what time they came from. They're, sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm just I, I'm not a Heston fan, man. I just cannot like I can't do it. Like I watch him, I'm oh, like, really? Ugh, I can't. Yeah. I don't think uh, Wait, so Johnson, real quick, Johnson, you haven't seen the latest one, right? War for no, no, I, I, I've seen the Tim Burton one, and I saw the these. Yeah, the first, the next two. I think I've seen all. But of you them. haven't seen the most recent one that just came out this weekend. No, no, I haven't. I haven't, okay, I got it. I haven't seen it yet. But. They okay. don't got that shit in Europe yet. Calm down. <laughs> they, they, they do. I just haven't been out yet. They don't watch movies over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. But yeah, Maddie, I don't think Heston is in. I think he's only in the maybe the first and the second original. I remember, one. I remember enjoying like Beneath because I've seen it like on TV. Um, I was looking up the list real quick. I don't think it does. Yeah. Um, right. Hold on, I'm double checking. No, it's like Jam James something or other. All right. Um, yeah, I just like I know. Wait, no, it also he's in a supporting role in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Ah, okay. Dang, I think I've seen like most of the original series of films, just like, but I couldn't tell you what each scene comes from because I remember seeing them as a kid on like Sci-Fi, like watching a marathon. Right, right. Um, I remember I've seen like Planet of the Apes with Charleston Heston several like a couple of times, so mm -hmm. I remember it fairly well. Um, I've seen the Tim Burton one, and then I've seen the newest trilogy. Um, so that's like it's uh, where I stand. <laughs> I was just wondering because there's a lot of stuff that happens in the new one that like Stefan and I were talking, and he was like, "Oh, well, why did they do this?" And I was like, "Well, it has to tie in the first one." He's like, "Oh shit, I didn't even realize that." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. okay." All right, so normal question we all get here on the uh, in our review section. Uh, general thoughts on the film, Andrew? Go. Good. <laughs> um, all right, cut. Yeah, Joey, go. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> all right, we'll just use one word answers. That's fine. Fine, guys. Uh, I have a lot of questions though, so it's probably good. Stefan, huh. I'm somewhere between good and solid. Oh wow, that's <laughs> okay. You had a change of heart, I think. <laughs> I think From, that's what that's what we call a. Uh, uh, I think it's. I think it's. I'll just say this before any of my other answers. I think it's like the Return of the oh, Jedi of this of this trilogy. <laughs> to Don's, okay. To Don's Empire. Solid answer. Okay, gotcha. Hasn't seen it, so. Um, seen it. I'm just gonna say solid. Do you have a favorite celebrity monkey? Maddie is is heading up this section. <laughs> <laughs> we will have order Let's in the go, corner. <laughs> all right so after that so we all so basically we all really we enjoyed it we had a good time watching this movie right mm -hmm. indeed all right, so andy circus yes. caesar in this final film performance what'd you guys think was it on was it off did you like it as much as dawn or rise what'd you guys think uh i i mean it's been a while i've only seen them in the theaters so i've kind of seen them as they've come out uh i really don't remember too much about the first one, which is Rise, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. Um, so, but I know, like, when I went and saw, what's the second one called? Dawn. Uh, Dawn. Dawn. 
Don, you know, he, he kind of looks the same as he does in War, but I don't remember what he looked like in uh, Rise at all. But I, I think I thought his performance was good. He's, he, you know, he just broods the whole time. But I guess that's kind of Caesar's. You know, he's the leader of these apes and trying to get them to uh, live in a world where they can coexist with humans or just live by themselves on an island somewhere. Uh, cool. And uh, you know, so I think he played the the character pretty well and fucking. It's Andy Circus, man. He's like he created this sort of, you know, this role for people and he's he's fucking great. All right, Andrew. Um, I mean, I don't think that's any point of contention for me. It's like it's like one of the standout things of the movies, um, including this one. I think um the subtlety, the the amount of subtlety they can get with the uh performance capture and this level of CG now like like little subtle movements in the face and stuff it's really incredible i i like the performance a lot i mean i think that in this third one i know you asked about caesar but i think bad ape kind of stands out because he's so hey, funny. Sh- hey we're only talking about caesar now listen okay, okay, okay. questions, mm-hmm. okay, questions. Okay. Need about caesar okay yeah basically yeah caesar great i know he broods a lot i understand but he lives in a fucking really brutal world so right correct yeah so i mean he's it's like bother he's me an ape that can talk so. Yeah, so it's like it's cool. I mean, I think it's pretty pretty cool. Stefan, I think oh, uh, being... here it comes. There's a clear of the throat. <laughs> the real thoughts, the real, the juice comes right now. The mm. real Stefan. I think yeah. the pi- the pioneer that he is in motion capture, like yeah, his performance was like amazing. I think some of the writing around that character could have been stronger. Um, giving him more to work with as a motion capture actor, but he's a master of this craft and that's really cool to, he's kind of has this niche as an actor that he's kind of helped spawn and technology has been surrounded by his performance. Um, and, and you take this movie back 20 years, people are, are going to be like, that was great. How, how the hell did you get these monkeys to act? Dude, <laughs> I'll just say this real quick. I, at some points I was watching, I was like, I know this is CG. And then I would look at it and go, that's a real fucking it's, ape on that screen. <laughs> yeah. Mario. Man. The orangutan, what's his name? Martin? Uh, Maurice? Maurice. Maurice. Dude. Maurice. Maurice. Yeah. dude yeah. Just, I, that's, until you can show me a breakdown, dude, that's a real ape. He's got a I think the effects. <laughs> yeah, that that the the effects of the the most interesting thing about these new trilogy is the monkeys. You know, any of the human components were always kind of like meh. Um, we'll get to more of that, but, um, but yeah, I think he turned in a great performance for you have kind of a lot of this movie was Caesar being awed by something off screen. There were so many of these shots where he was like, (gasps) and then it cuts to this thing and you're like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, there was so much of that. So it felt like Don was a much better meteor, uh, story for this character, but you know, all in all, I don't really have too many gripes with his performance in particular, I think it was great. Cool. Um, so for me, Andy Circus, like as you all have said, he's, he's a fucking powerhouse, dude. Like he is Caesar, he's Gollum. You know, can't wait to see yeah. his turn as Snoke in the uh, next Star Wars film. So um, yeah. he's a powerhouse. Uh, as for Caesar, um, I like Andy Circus being Caesar is great. I can't imagine anyone else playing this character. If they ever made these films when we were old men, I'd be like, fuck, man, like that ain't no Andy. Just saying. Um, but um, I think Caesar in this film for me was kind of dumbed down a lot compared to Don. Um, I just, Caesar's a very smart ape. 
mm-hmm. you know, and I felt like in Dawn and Rise, he was kind of ahead of everyone for the most part. He was always overthinking people, like even like when he's fighting Kubo in the second film and stuff. Like he always seemed to be one step ahead. And I felt in this one, it's like, yeah, he kind of wasn't like he was kind of like, oh, I don't know how to be a smart ape anymore. And I was like, but no, but you are. You are the smartest ape. Like you're even smarter than some humans, like as this film progresses, you know, um, and some of that kind of bugged me. But overall, I really like uh, overall. I like the film and like Caesar and Andy as the character. I just I'm kind of with Stefan. I wish it, like it, there should have been some meteor parts in there for Caesar. Um, but it's a small gripe. Like I still like I mean, I think this trilogy is fucking great. Um, I never thought I'd be like, yeah, I'm a fan of Planet of the Apes. I never thought I would ever say that. <laughs> yeah, ever. Exactly, exactly. Uh, because like, I, you know, like I think the other ones are very schlocky and like they have their place in like sci-fi, but it's, you know, it's just not for me, man. It just was never a thing for me. It's like, I'd much rather watch like Predator or, you know, fucking Star Wars at this point, you know? Right. So my next question is, um, Maurice. Uh, actually played by a woman. Great. I love uh, I love Maurice. He's been my favorite character throughout all these films. Um, but uh, I was wondering what you guys thought of Maurice and Caesar's relationship through this through this last film. I thought it was you know a great sort of uh, sort of I guess juxtaposition against each other. Like you know Maurice is like you know he's like when are we going to be done fighting? Like when's the fighting going to end? And of course. Uh, something happens to Caesar, and of course he can't stop fighting because of what happened. And you know they they definitely play against each other. And um, you know he wants to preserve and keep life. You know uh, I don't think he's willing to take a life where Caesar is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. Um, Andrew. Uh, okay, hold on one second. Sorry, I got a bunch of shit going on. One second, one second. Sorry. But damn, Maurice looked good, though. Dude, oh, dude, I could tell all the other monkeys. I could see, like, little bits. I'm like, okay, yeah, I see. I can tell that that's CG. Like, I, I can see this little hairs or whatever, like, some sort of, uh, uh, what do you call it? blending or something to mm-hmm. kind of, you know. But Maurice, dude. <laughs> yeah, Maurice looks good. And, um, Perfect. I, th- I think the thing with, like, when I see Caesar, I automatically see Andy Serkis. Really? You know? like, I don't. I didn't know. I didn't know that Maurice was played by a woman. Yeah, I, I didn't know, know that either. Do you tell me? So um, that was really awesome, and yeah. uh, like that performance is fucking great. And but every time I see Caesar, I always like it. Uh, like I try not to do this, but I see Andy Circus, and then I see Gollum, and then it's just like <laughs> wow. I don't see of, Gollum. Like I, like I mean, just because I know he's played that character mm-hmm. like yeah. several times, and I like I don't I don't think Caesar and Gollum are even the same in the same wheelhouse as characters. No, but. It's just like, I know it's him, so therefore I'm just like, that's CG. I can separate that, you know? Because it's like when you like watch a period piece film and you're like, Brad Pitt's playing the dude, and you're like, yeah, I guess he's kind of like that dude, but it's fucking Brad Pitt, you know? Right. So, I don't know. Like, that's the thing I always get. Like, I can always tell Caesar is CG, but like, fucking Maurice. Whew. I'm like, Joey, man. There were times I was like, that's a real fucking monkey on that screen. Who's he acting to get suit? <laughs> Everyone else is in a fucking green suit or it's a green ball. Like, How the they train that monkey? How they I train would, basically? I would watch Maurice hard, dude. I could. I was like, dude, I gotta find something. There's gotta be something like, like that they that they didn't do a hundred percent on. Like, where is it? Where, <laughs> you know, I couldn't find yeah. it. Um, when I look at Snoke, that's when I see Gollum. I think it's the lips, because yeah. yeah. I think that's when I see Andy Circus. Is uh, I, I think it's Caesar. 
it's a different, obviously different type of lips. And so like, I don't see circus at all. It's the, uh, it's the furrow brow. I think when Caesar does his like angry face, like mm-hmm. when I get that, like up in his brow, I'm just like, Ooh, I see it. It's Gollum. But you know, it doesn't take me out of the movie. It's just like something that like, that's why I think when, like when I see Caesar on the screen, I'm like, I just immediately think Andy circus, you know, like if anyone else was playing him, you know, maybe I would see something different, but, um, but anyway, Andrew. Oh yeah. Uh, if you're ready, Maurice. Yeah. I'm ready. My fan turned on as soon as I started talking. So, okay. Um, Maurice. Um, yeah. I mean, I really liked him in the second one. I, I think that it's cool to see like this, uh, the, the peaceful guy, the, he won't, you, you know, you notice he like, he won't carry a gun. And, uh, he, that scene in this one where he says, uh, he says, I understand, but I can't leave her. Mm-hmm. You know, w- the way they have to write the apes, they write them where they're, they write a kind of a simple sentence, simple grammar, but it's just still so deep sounding, you know, like it's, it's like, there's a lot of weight with yeah. what they say. And I, I think, I think that line was real standout. Um, and then he has like the crying scene in the end as well. And, um, yeah. I don't know how that fucking horse can carry his ass, but it's, uh, <laughs> I thought, I think he's really awesome. He was trying to like learn to read or something in the, in the second mm-hmm. one. Right. Um, I could have done yeah. with, with the, with the, uh, content, the continuity of that. Actually, I wanted to see if he got further along with that, but you know, I guess there wasn't enough time with all the fighting going on, but, um, well, they do make, they do make a reference to, him getting more intelligent at the end. Oh, they did. Yeah. 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 And it seems like he can speak, but it takes a lot of energy. So he doesn't speak most of the time. Uh, No, no, that's not it. I will. I'll break it down for you guys. Oh, really? I didn't know. Cause Uh, he speaks at the end and it's the, the rest of the movie, pretty much he's using sign language. Um, Well, there's a reason for this. Just one more thing. The fact that he, he's the one that points out that Caesar's turning into Koba. Mm-hmm. Which is obvious to the audience, but you know, not to Caesar the character. And that's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was really cool. I liked, I like those uh, that that the way the character is progressing in the movie. You know, yeah. I, you mentioned the horses, Andrew. I thought the same towards the Thanks, end. Thanks, Brent Baker. <laughs> <laughs> bring that up. <laughs> shout out. Hateful shout out. Man. Did he bring no, that? We up? love you. Did he bring that up? Yeah, he po- he posted something about it, like a funny, like <laughs> little something on Facebook, and I was like, "Damn you!" Because I was thinking the same thing, but I was suspending oh, I was my too. disbelief. Because I'm watching Marie in this big gorilla sitting on top of a horse, and I was like, "I think they weigh more than that horse." Yeah, they might. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like they do play way more dying. than humans. The sure. horse is dying. Oh my god! But not really, because yes, I <laughs> yes, we can we can yeah, we have talking. No animals were harmed during the making of War of Planet of the Correct. Just so everyone knows. Um, Stefan, do you have dead. anything? I got shot. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> they're all dead. We, they killed all of them. Um, there are apes okay, bro? <laughs> um, what Stephen, was the question on my that? internet? Was... Uh, just Maurice's and Caesar's relationship in this film, like coming to a conclusion, like at this point, like uh-huh. how did you feel about it? Did you like Maurice? Did you, you know, because I love Maurice. Oh, yeah, I lo- love more. He's a good confidence. Um, I felt like actually a lot of their scenes, the interrelationships with these, these gorillas that they had developed, you know, like we, you know, they can be like super intelligent and stuff, but it, it kind of lends a lot to our perception of animals and what they may be thinking and how they may be communicating and stuff. So it was really cool. 
cool to see these like two friends that were uh, that we see as animals like you know i wish caesar wouldn't have died it was, it was real sweet their relationship Spoilers. was very heartfelt yeah. Yeah. i said a spoiler oh, There's, there will be spoilers at the oh, end, yeah. at the that's beginning right. of the intro so people know don't sorry, come down not sorry that's right that's right <laughs> not sorry. sorry i forgot i forgot uh, we um, always spoil anyone it's good anyway we can move forward oh yeah uh, for me uh, i love maurice he's been my favorite character through all these films uh because he's in the first one and he's like the one that kind of accepts caesar like when he starts talking to the apes in that first scene and then they ostracize him basically because he can speak and he's like you smell like us but you're different and we hate you you know and then he teaches them all sign language and shit. um so uh i've loved this character from the beginning just uh i think the relationship's great um you know he's always like joey was saying he's just like he's there to be the conscious you know to be like i know what you want to do mm -hmm. this and that's always great you always need that character in any like dynamic with like you know and yeah i don't know i just love marie so much like in this film a lot um just because um what we're going to get into with the little girl that he meets and some of the stuff that happens there and you know just uh, i just and with joey and the graphics for maurice was just like well that's a real fucking ape i don't know what everyone's <laughs> i don't know if anyone's noticing that but that ape is asking should, should get a fucking uh, academy award or some shit um but totally. yeah i thought the relationship was great i'm kind of with stefan on the fact like you know i really wish this wasn't the last caesar film man i wish I, like uh we kind of talked and i wish there was a fourth movie caesar makes it halfway through little baby cornelius teenager now has to step into papa's role lion king that shit <laughs> you know something but um you know I, I thought it was great and I'm, I'm very excited to see where i'm assuming there'll be at least a couple more of these and i hope we get a lot more maurice um so just talking about maurice we're moving on to nova the little girl who's pictured in the posters who can't talk mm -hmm. um first question is how'd you guys feel about her did you like her in the movie and then also, do you think she was necessary? Did you really need her in this movie? Or were you just kind of like, ah, I just kind of want to watch these apes do shit? Um, Joey, go. For me, now that I think back on it, you, you sort of mentioned that. Um, it doesn't seem like she needed to be in the film. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, other than sort of like us sort of learning about this you know, this thing we'll be talking about a little later um, that's happening. Um, I can't think of any instance in the film where she like, where this character, uh, uh, a mute young girl needed to be in the film. Mm. It couldn't have been yeah. done with an ape or uh, something else. Um, other than, than to sort of start out this knowledge of this thing that's happening um so yeah i mean i thought she was cool i liked her she's like you know just a little girl running around and doing the doing sign language and you know she's cute so yeah <laughs> cool uh andrew um you know now that you've said you mention it i um i'm hearing my echo a little bit um yeah now that you mention it i uh I can see that she kind of wasn't like super, super necessary, but she didn't at the same time, she didn't get in the way a whole lot. And then right. setting up the, the, uh, the connections with the, the first Charlton Heston one with the Nova there. Um, that's pretty cool. I mean, of course, maybe it might be a little bit, uh, 
gratuitous or whatever that they did that. But, um, you know, she didn't get in the way. And I think, well, there was that scene in the end where she's like, she's helping out. Um, right. She's helping them break out and shit. And also her fucking um, diseased uh, toy is the one that ultimately uh, infects uh, Woody Harrelson's character. So that wasn't something that she had in mind. That wasn't something that she chose to do, but it still was connected with her inadvertently. So um, I don't think she's completely unnecessary. They probably could have given her more agency, but um, uh, you know, I think ultimately a thumbs up for me as far as her character, not I a huge, huge one, but tipping towards up. Now that you mentioned the doll, I kind of didn't understand sort of what happened with that. Um, but now that you say that, it does make sense that the the the, the doll gave Woody Harrelson the um, virus yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, okay. So <clears throat> so okay. That that further like uh, justifies her being in the film for me. Okay, Stefan, if he's there, Stefan, we're lost. We lost Stefan. All right, we'll continue. No. Oh, okay, let's maybe no. we're gonna maybe. I think Stefan's trying to do some uh, technical difficulty stuff. So uh, let's move on. I mean, Maddie, you're next, right? Yeah. Or no? Yeah, um, I like Nova. Um, didn't get the other the original uh, Planet of the Apes tie-in because it's been a while since I've seen that. But that's kind of cool. But I feel like um, I feel like there was too much, and I'm gonna get into this a little later. There's too much. Like I feel like a producer, Matt Reeves, had a really cool idea for this final film. Or like whatever is going to happen with this, uh, this this series of films, um, and I feel like a producer was like nudging him. They're like, "That's cool, but remember, we got to tie it into this schlocky '60s film." And he's like, "God damn it, really? Like, we really like? I'm making genius over here. I don't know if you've noticed. I <laughs> have to. I'm going to do the Batman very soon. Uh, so I'm a hot commodity. But I just felt like there's too." <laughs> Some like it's just like too much trying to tie it into this other film that like I don't know like if these films lead into that film it just doesn't work for me you know like if I have to watch War of the Planet A the Apes and this is the last one I get and then I'm supposed to watch Planet of the Apes that's a letdown to me you know like story wise like acting uh, just what they've set up with Caesar and some of the like Maurice and these other characters and stuff like just their performances uh I, I don't buy it man i feel like there's more you know um mm -hmm. so i felt like that's cool like i'm down i'm down for like i know that like real planet of apes fans probably like we're like oh my god did, did your name's nova oh maurice gave it a name and they're probably like freaking out about it you know um yeah i just felt like they're like you know some of the stuff she did do i felt could have been done written differently but i don't mind her i think it's kind of cool i really like her dynamic with maurice and just the character of maurice like taking her in being like oh she's different and like you know she's not an ape but that doesn't mean we can't help them or try to be better than the humans are you know because at this point we know that like people are getting killed for this and you know and i think in dawn you know with um the family that they meet in dawn it's all trying to like coexist with the apes and they want to and i love that maurice continues that it's never all about just let's be all one inclusive just apes you know uh and that's what i really like about this movie that like even caesar wants to be like yo we can keep the peace we don't have to fight but it's like they always be humans we always be fucking up yeah yeah you know? exactly. so um yeah, you know i don't 
you know, I didn't like to Nova to me was just, she was there and she pushed the plot along and that's great. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, with like nothing really distracted. I wasn't like, Oh shit. Fucking another Nova scene. Like, God damn it. Come the fuck on. You know, like I thought dude, she was just there and it was nice. It was, she was nice. It was nice to have her there. I like, I yeah. like her on this adventure. Um, I don't know if Stefan is coming back anytime soon, but I don't want to postpone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Did you hear yeah. what I said earlier, Stefan? I was, yeah, I just heard what you had said. Um, and then you were asking me about Nova. Yeah. I just like, do you think like, did you like Nova and did you think uh, Nova was necessary to this film? Could she have been written out or, you know, that at first it kind of felt that way that she was like like oh here's another thing like there's already so much stacked on the story at this point for her to be introduced but then i liked the that kind of like what andrew was saying about the doll and it being like this kind of faded thing to happen not necessarily um you know uh, an intention of any specific character and i think that's pretty cool um and it's just like what the like why but i guess i didn't have a problem with her and, and since i don't know much about the original movies um totally over my head <laughs> yeah i didn't see that like i didn't know that lady's name i just knew she was in the original planet of the apes i was like oh yeah he's like attracted to that one lady what's her name yeah <laughs> but she has black hair did she have blonde hair in that movie she, she had dark hair? hair in the old ones mm, i don't know I don't know how I'm, I'm ready for a Planet of the Apes remake or call it something different, but like a better Tim Burton, better than the Tim Burton one. But um, <laughs> all right. So moving on, <laughs> we, we, we all know we're coming to this point. We've talked about Caesar, Maurice, Nova. There's only one other guy. There's two other guys left, but the first one, let's get to him. Woody Harrelson's the Colonel. What'd you guys think? Andrew, Joey, go someone, whoever's ready. I think Joey, uh, you, you go, right? Joey there? Okay, no, Joey's up there. All right, I'm going to go. Um, so uh, I think, okay, my main takeaway from Woody Harrelson is that he showed up just enough. Like he's fucking like in a third of that movie or less. Like mm-hmm. a lot of, like, you know, a lot of movies, they overplay their fucking villain, but he's like, he shows up just enough, just like pretty much like the Joker in Dark Knight. Like they, there's no scene that's unnecessary really. So um I, I I liked him. I mean that fucking intro, dude. I was thinking of the Batman when I fucking when I uh, saw this scene. But the, the the intro of him looking back like mean as fuck with the with the face paint on mm-hmm. in the theater. I'm thinking, what Batman villain would he do that to? Like, what kind of intro could we get from? You know what I mean? Um, and I mean his intro was killing fucking Caesar's family everybody but one kid so that's pretty badass um i think that i can't remember exactly but there was probably a scene or two um where the dialogue or something or the acting was a kind of a bit off but uh uh i think mostly good um i think maybe there could have been a scene where he was like even more badass uh i like the fact that they made him like kind of a gray area too like they're they're trying to find some common ground between him and caesar like i had a family of course he went fucking nuts with his family but he felt for his family in some weird way i guess you know what i mean like they even like whenever he um is about to maybe even kill uh him there's that shot of of his son 
a, a picture of that, a, a shot of a picture on the floor or something. They're trying to build up sympathy for the villain, which is which is kind of cool. And the Caesar ultimately doesn't doesn't kill him actually. So that um, I don't know. I think I think yeah, pretty good overall. Uh, I don't even know what I don't even know what. Yeah, no big minuses really. Yeah, you good. Cool, um, Joey, you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Sorry. <clears throat> I thought Woody Harrelson was solid, man. Like I, I maybe said earlier on the podcast, or at least I told you guys uh, at some point, like all I needed was that sh- <clears throat> to sell me on this movie. All I needed was a shot of Woody Harrelson, like turning around with those eyes and just like <laughs> his fucking black ops makeup, just like, yes. And the waterfall behind him was like, yep, I'll see that movie. <laughs> yes. Whatever that is, I'll see that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was, uh, he's, he played a fucking badass, but and then like when Caesar gets captured and goes into the uh, camp or uh, facility, um, I kind of like he played a great villain. I I guess like towards the end, I didn't expect that ending to happen. With uh, as Andrew had mentioned earlier, him getting the virus, which is basically humans becoming uh, more ape-like. And sort of like losing their voice and I guess in a way their intelligence. Um, all they can do is like, you know, they just become apes and they look at you and just make noises. Um, and uh, yeah, you're, wa- you're waiting for him to like, you know, sort of confront Woody Harrelson. And then he's just like, just become, you know, an invalid almost. And it's just like, you pity him and you're like, you know, you see him with the, the alcohol and he's got the gun and he's telling uh caesar to kill him and caesar's like no nah, let you do it pal uh, <laughs> you know uh i thought i thought it was a good ending i'm like i'm, I'm starting to watch these movies like even with like <clears throat> uh baby driver it's like i saw it today and i'll talk about it later it's like i'm i'm sort of like i'm used to having these like big confrontational endings with the villain and I'm like not getting those, and I'm like trying to learn to live with it. And I'm not, I'm not upset about by it, but like I'm like, okay, you definitely tripped me up on that one. But I, I like where you went. Um, that's worse, I believe, than him fighting Caesar. Is him basically uh, becoming what he feared? Mm-hmm. You know, becoming an ape. Um, yeah, and I thought Woody Harrelson was great, man. He's like, <laughs> it's funny watching an interview with him, man. He's just so it's just like laid back stoner dude. And then just yes. him, him becoming this like super like shitty asshole, man. Just, <laughs> like, like even like what is it? Uh, 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 the uh, Christian Bale film Down in the Furnace or what's it called, Maddie? Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Fuck. Yeah, Out of the Furnace or something. Out of the Furnace. Yeah, he plays like the fucking. He's great in that fucking movie. Like villain, villain up in the hollers of Kentucky. Yeah, I would right. say this: he should have been channeling that motherfucker for the Colonel, because <laughs> right. that guy was ten times worse than the Colonel. Yeah, um, but but yeah, he was solid. He's solid, man. Woody cool, Harrelson's uh, great. Stefan. Um. Um. I thought. You know, he 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 was there, served the plot enough to keep it compelling. Um, he was a cool character. I, I felt like it was a bit forced, like the whole like kind of like military cult aspect that Alpha and Omega stuff was really heavy handed. But I guess it kind of works if, you know, it's not if it's not like um, 
you know, like an entire governmental operation to try and take out the apes. It's just like radical. So I guess that makes sense. Um, He was cool. Yeah. Like Andrew said, he was only in. Wait, only in going one more time. Only in what? But his performance was good. Uh, Say again. He was only in and then you cut out. Can you hear me? Yeah. Now we can. Yeah. Oh, uh, he was only in it enough to like, um, service the plot but in like a compelling way um but his performance was good uh kind of you know like same thing with like wonder woman like the villain was really like my the least of my focus like i felt like the apes were way more compelling just to watch probably just because the cg was so amazing Mm -hmm. but um but yeah like all the military stuff like i felt was pretty heavy-handed but i didn't hate it all because i felt like it serviced the plot enough to kind of move it forward um and provide that that tension and that stick force in this story um but yeah woody harrelson's awesome i like when he's like so emotional you know like some of the dialogue <laughs> i was hoping would have been like i wish there was more voice lines like really reminds from this movie especially from Woody Harrelson but you know he's he does his thing um he was good yeah I I'm just gonna say I did not care for him <laughs> um I was not like I, that I just think Caesar I just think Caesar deserves a better villain for his final film I think you know I think Gary Oldman was a better villain uh in Dawn um uh, I just, I don't know. I just felt like at this point I wanted someone for Caesar to fight to be, be very like, you know, just have like be one step ahead of Caesar and Caesar really having to outdo him. And I felt like they dumbed down Caesar to make the Woody Harrelson character seem smarter, but I don't really think Woody Harrelson's Colonel was that much smarter. He was just fucking crazy and lost his fucking mind. And I'm not saying that Woody Harrelson isn't a great actor. I love him in most things I see him in. That's one when Joey brought out out of the furnace. Like his character in that is fucking like, like he's fucking intense. Like I would have loved to see that character in War of the Planet, uh, in the in War. But I just like I don't know. Like all their conversations together, I was just like I felt like they kind of had to dumb down Andy Circus's performance to handle like what they had written for the Colonel. And it's almost like they maybe didn't want to make a war movie because to me this almost films feels like a journey movie. And I talked to Stefan a little bit about this in messenger that I almost would have liked to have seen a movie called journey to the city or journey to the planet of the apes or something along those lines where it's maybe like, you know, them trying to find a new place instead of Caesar's son going to find this place. Like they all have to like band together. Maybe what are Harrelson's they meet them and, you know, things have progressed. A lot of humans are gone. So, like, maybe they start off as friends and then some kind of dynamic. Something terrible happens. So they become enemies or something. I don't know. I just was not, like, every scene they were in there, like, every scene with Caesar and Woody Harrelson's character, I was like, I just don't buy it, man. Like, Caesar will fucking take you, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, Caesar could have killed you, like, uh, you know, halfway through this fucking movie. Then we should be moving on to something else. And just kind of bugged me the whole time. So his character was basically Colonel Kurtz from apocalypse now. Yeah. I just, I don't like, I mean, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. I just think, you know, I don't know, like someone wanted to put Woody Harrelson in a movie and they're like, well, we have this one. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. 
I like I've seen better performances out of him for me. It just they just I just I don't know. Like just watching Dawn and then Rise and I just I don't know. So, like the villain let me down in this and I know like if he would have I would have liked to have seen some kind of fight, seen some kind of scrapping against them, not for Caesar to kill him necessarily, but I don't know. I just, I wanted some kind of just more of him just like getting the virus and being like just grunting at Caesar. I was just like, all right, let's move on. Let's, let's, I'm ready to move on from this character. We spent too much time with Woody Harrelson's character. Like, just don't give a shit. Like, the, like, I, I'm with like, I'm more into, uh, seeing what the apes are doing and I really could give a shit about the humans. So like you have to make a really compelling, like human villain or character for me. And I don't feel like anyone in any of the humans in this were very compelling. Like Nova's probably like the most compelling for me. And I just like, didn't care. <laughs> so those are my thoughts on Woody Harrelson. All right. I think he's a good actor. I don't hate Woody. Very excited for him in the Han Solo movie. I think that'll be awesome. All right. I see him in anything, man. I, Woody Harrelson's like one of the few actors is like, oh, he's in it. Well, I guess I'll be seeing it. Talk about a fucking comeback, by the way. Like, fuck, man, this guy's in fucking everything now. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, lighten it up a little bit. What'd you guys think about Bad Eight? Performed by Steve Zahn. I'll also, love <laughs> did, did you think he was funny? <clears throat> All right, Joey, you can go. I enjoyed Bad Ape. Is that was that is that like his official name? Did they ever? Yeah, that's what it says on IMDb. So okay, Bad Ape. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I I thought it was good, man. Um, you know, you, you you think they're chasing after a human, and then he's like, they finally find like another talking ape, and it's this sort of I guess hairless ape. Um, yeah. You know, and he's just I kind think of he's like supposed to be older or something because I think yeah. apes like lose hair, like kind of like we do okay. as they get older. Gotcha. I guess it makes sense. Um, and you know, he's just kind of just wacky, like simple minded, you know, like ape, but he can talk, you know, because he, he learned yeah. from years, you know, from the humans. I guess he was at a zoo. So, you know, he yeah. was a monkey from the zoo. And uh, yeah, man, he's always, he's got his little funny moments. Um, you know, they're like yelling at him. He's like, oh, okay. Or, you know, just kind of, you know, he was great. I, his little uh, his interactions with everybody, you know, were, were cool. good. Andrew? Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Um, that's one of the lines that Steam Zahn says in that thing you do. Um, uh, so I didn't, uh, I, I didn't know it was... I didn't know it was Steve Zahn when I was watching it. I was trying to place his voice the whole fucking time he was on screen. I was like, I know this voice, man. But um, yeah, I, I thought, I thought, I mean, God, when he walks out with that fucking sweater, it's so funny. <laughs> God, that was like one of the best moments in the movie, honestly. Um, I think most of most of the shit he says and does is pretty much lands. Uh, it, it's weird because. A lot of times, the I mean, the comedic relief can kind of uh, be unnecessary. But with this, it was just the movie's so fucking heavy. So to kind of have to kind of break it up a bit, I, I actually I kind of welcome it. Um, mm -hmm. I know it's kind of different than I don't even know if there was a com comic relief in the other films, but he he did a good job. Uh, the way they introduced him. 
with him stealing that shit. I guess he just does that all the time from the bad apes or something. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of like, it stood out to me, but I'm not sure why. But anyway, yeah, ultimately, I thought he was cool. I thought he was funny. Um, man, Yuka loved him. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, she said he was like Dobby from Harry Potter. Uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I thought it was cool. I liked him. Cool. Um, Stefan? Um, he was pretty great. He was really funny. Um, I was like Andrew. I was trying to place who that voice was the whole time. I'm like, who is this? Um, really, really good design on him. I like the hairless ape, and he was so emotive with like those big eyes, like very Dobby for sure. Um, um, uh, yeah, I got nothing bad to say about that dude. He's great. I'm glad he didn't die. I thought for sure he was oh, gonna yeah. die, and it's <laughs> gonna be like pure jerker or something. I was like, I'm glad he made it out, and I'm glad he. I like the the show of his bravery. You know, he was like, I, don't, I really don't want to. I really don't want to. But, you know, he saw the greater good. And when he did, it wasn't like that much of an inner struggle. He's just like, okay, I got to, you know, this is happening now. So, you know, yeah. it, it was, he was a fun, he was a fun character. I'm glad he was there and, um, you know, divulging that other apes are smart elsewhere too. And that yeah. was cool. Yeah. yeah, he just wants to be he just wants to be with other apes or someone someone else, which was great. Um, for me, it's like I nice. loved him. I thought it was great. The audience I was with was getting a kick out of him. Like they were fucking eating that shit up, dude. Like laughs every time he came on screen and did something funny. Like everyone in the theater, which is great because that makes you want to laugh too. Like the next scene, you know? Because I try to say like I don't like I don't laugh out loud a lot. But I did a couple of times when Bad Apes showed up. So, yes, Steve's on. Can't wait for the next Plan of Apes film because <laughs> I need Bad Ape in it. Uh, big fan. Thought it was great. I loved it Like because I felt like Rise and Dawn are pretty fucking two serious films for the most part. Yes. I don't remember laughing a lot through those, but there are some like good moments, like like uplifting moments. But there's never really any like comedic relief in those films, you know? So it was kind of nice to see this in the final film. Like you do get some comedy because I mean, we all know this is Caesar's last film. Like, can we laugh a little before we cry? Yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah. all right, moving on. Uh, what did you guys think of the mutation of the simian flu, which is basically makes apes smarter and humans become Neanderthals or feral. That's what's happening to them. Like they're getting, apes are getting smarter. We're getting dumber. So did you guys like that? Do you like the fact that they had to like that? They, or trying to tie it into the original Planet of the Apes? Or would you like to have seen something else happen? Do you think the mutation was kind of dumb? You're like, oh, this is all you got? Like, we just get dumber? Explain, explain so, a little bit of that to me, Maddie, from the first two. Was there was there a breakout of that flu? I don't Yeah, there's that. a guy in Rise who gets the virus, and he's on a plane, and he has a nosebleed or something, and that's how that gets spread. So it's spread through blood. Okay. Contact with blood, obviously, because when Woody Harrelson picks up the doll. Right. Okay. You know, he's been touching that like virus. Um, so, <laughs> um, but this is tying into the original film because when you, when Charleston Heston meets other humans, they're all dumb, basically. And he's the smartest human in Planet of the Apes. And that's why the apes are all like, ooh, who's this new human that's smart and like just as intelligent as us? So, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and go first here for a second. Um, for me, I kind of didn't like it just because I felt like they're just trying to tie into this like other film that I think trilogy films like Matt Reeves taking over and like 
having more direction with the last two is them trying to tie it into this movie. And I don't even really need it to like, why can't planet of the apes just be its own thing? And this new series be its own thing. But, you know, I'm sure like elitists out there, huge fans of Planet of the Apes will be like, no, 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 this is not how things work, Maddie. You have to tie it into the original, you know? So, you know, I, I feel that way about Alien and Prometheus and Alien Covenant. So I can kind of get on board with that a little bit. But also the two Matt Reeves movies are so fucking good. They're so much better than Prometheus and Alien Covenant that I kind of just want the film, to this new Planet of the Apes series to go in a different direction. So what do you, uh, Joey? What do you think? Um, as far as like the future? Yeah, Planet? well, just like the mutation. Do you do you think that was necessary to bring that into the film just because of Planet of the Apes, the Charleston Heston one? Um, or I, are you kind of just like, why are they getting dumber? Like, why did like does I don't really think this makes sense to me. I don't really care about this. Like, I, I yeah, I know. guess like because I sort of forgot about it from the first film or if it was even in the second film because it i don't remember like the family there getting dumber in the second film or any sort no. of like talk about that so i guess i just forgot mm -hmm. about it and didn't seem like it was and then yeah it just kind of got brought up in this film and i mean i i don't i don't hate it i didn't think it was a like a problem um it just seemed like you know i was i was waiting for that sort of um you know, coexistence between the humans and the apes, which, you know, they've been struggling for for three movies and hoping to get a little bit of that. But now, like, the humans are just getting dumber. And, of course, that brings up more movies in the future slash going into the older films. Mm. Um, you know, and that's obviously more uh, disastrous than, you know, the sort of, like, you know, holding hands and running around in the fields, you know? Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I guess for this, for these type of films, it's very just like, you know, there's no happy moment, you know, it's all just kind of fucked. And so like, yeah, I guess in a way I, I, I think it works better, but for me, I guess I, while I was watching it, it didn't have a big impact on me. Okay. Cool. Um, I could have uh, left it, I guess. All right, uh, Andrew. Um, yeah, so I, again, like I don't remember much. I've seen it, but I, 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 I forgot that her, her name was even Nova. I forgot that she couldn't talk and all that stuff. And I found, I, I found that out again online after I saw War for the Planet of the Apes. So, um, but I think, I mean, I, I kind of like the continuity. Um, I think it's pretty cool. The mutation doesn't really bother me. And as far as... Uh, I mean, just the fact that you go from this to the 60s Planet of the Apes, it's not, it's just, you got to chalk it up to, they're just doing prequels now with better technology, you know? I mean, it, it, it's a pretty different tone and it's, you know, yeah, I mean, maybe better films than the old ones, but it's... Uh, oh, I'll say that, they are. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, you know, even if, even if it leads into the like cheesier ones, it doesn't... I think that the the core ideas of those those films, like really cool like sci-fi concepts, are there, even though the visuals might not be as good. So I think that they can still coexist in the same universe just based on their ideas alone. But um, yeah, it's just they're making prequels now, man. Like forty years later, it's just 
that's all we can say. I mean, why does fucking like Star Trek Discovery have better technology than the original series that came out in 66? It's like they, they keep doing this prequel shit. So it's just that's just how it goes. Um, you can say that about Star Wars Episode 1, 2, 3. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So it's just like we've seen this so many times. Yeah, but those that prequels said, suck, though. <laughs> those prequels yeah, that, suck, though. Yeah, compared to like, if I, if I compared Star Wars to the new Planet of the Apes, which I never thought I would do, by the way, a comparison to Star Wars, the Planet of the Apes, I never thought I'd be like, I'm going with Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah Never yeah. thought that, that what I just said, never thought that would ever happen in a million years. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I have thoughts about like, I would honestly like to see a new Planet of the Apes movie, like redone. You know, Matt Reeves like overseeing because he's got the Batman now, so we'll never see him in this franchise again. But you know, <laughs> no, I would Whatever. definitely see that um, film as well. But I, uh, for sure, it just I don't know, man. That that, that mutation doesn't—it it wasn't really an issue for me. I, I mean, continuity is is there, and it's not—it wasn't a surprise. You know, I don't know. It's just fine. It's fine it, with me. It felt out of left field for me, so I was just like, uh, okay, sure, I'll roll with it. Whatever. <laughs> you know, it, it didn't right. have that big of. A- like everybody like when the soldiers rolled in they didn't just like drop on the ground and start you know hopping on all fours you know what i mean it wasn't that over over the top yeah. um so yeah just kind of was like all right that's cool sure right but there's that whole thing like with woody harrelson's kind of like character arc it's like a kkk member becoming black like it's it's right. like he, exactly. he's become what he's hate i think that that is that was kind of cool yeah it's, it's the worst uh, you know, end for defeat for him than just getting beat up or killed by Caesar. It's worse than death. I mean, yes. for him. Yeah. So it's it's it, that that thing that that really works. All right, guys. Whatever. Um, Stefan, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I not knowing anything about the original films that much. I thought it was kind of silly for this movie. I was like, really? That's like. You know, at that point, at this point in the new trilogy, it seemed like there are already so many things that were killing the humans off. You could have just left it to the apes, you know, more or less the battle and the war. That's what I thought I was getting. Basically, I mean, I didn't really think I was getting the extinction of man in this movie or anything like that. But um, the mutation, everything to tie it in the first film, like that's all well and good. And I'm sure the fanboys are loving it. So more power to them. But I thought it was kind of silly. Um, I, you know, it was to see Woody Harrelson with that. Uh, like his last words are just like this baby motion with his jaw, you know, it's like, eh, you know, it's kind of underwhelming. It's cool. The, I mean, that scene was cool, you know, when he like killed himself and everything and the irony of it all or whatever. But um, I did find it kind of silly. And then, you know, when Nova first came up, it was like, it was like, you know, not only been a mean girl. <laughs> yeah, not not well, not that and that, but like, not only do we have this this young girl character now that we are going to invest some time into, as well as the other characters that we have just spent investing so much time into. Like, she doesn't come up until like half an hour into the movie, forty five minutes in the movie, or something, probably longer. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was just like, eh, I could have gotten done without that whole aspect of it. Yeah, if she was just a mute or whatever, and. You know, I could have done without seeing. At that point, it could have just been the simian flu from that they had already introduced. You know, and um, I guess for sake of tying it in as a prequel, like I can't really nitpick that too much because that's this whole thing. But um, not knowing that for this new trilogy, I felt like it was kind of like, well, okay, whatever. 
I think that's the thing that bugs me the most is that they're trying to tie it into this movie that came out in like 68. It's like, who, like, I mean, it has yeah. its fans and I get that, but like, you know, like, like who cares? Like these movies are really good. Like you have a episode. whole new, you have a whole new fan base now with these new films, you know, like the people don't even care about like that older movie. And like it exists you can still watch it it's not going anywhere we're not burning them all it's just wait can i can i can i, can I rebut that though yeah i I, th I think that even with the new fans you're gonna well i mean i don't know if there'll be the majority but at least some people some kids seeing this will be like i can see what happens to nova when she's older even though this movie is old yeah, as but, fuck and it's, it looks but, different like it's cool to see what happens to her in the later films yeah, but it's like you're just like Planet of the Apes was written by like uh, like fucking just like shitty dudes writing a script for Charleston Heston. Charleston Heston's like shitty to her through the entire fucking movie because she's <laughs> dumb and they just treat her like it's honestly her character is just like the way men thought of women around the time. It's like they're dumb. They don't have any. They don't hold any value. Blah blah blah. It's just a movie, whatever. And it's just like that's fucking stupid, man. Like Nova at this point in this film is great. She's a great character. And I would hate to see that that's the Nova we get is like after this film, you watch fucking Planet of the Apes and it's just like a sex object, sex object for Charleston Heston's character. It's like, what the fuck? Like, uh, I, I got to see him again to really comment on that. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's I'm sure you're right about that. I don't know. I got to see it again. Because I think even Charleston Heston makes like derogatory comments to the female ape in the movie. Like even more so than the oh, male yeah. apes in that movie. So, like I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe I'm just a little drunk on wine, but <laughs> we gotta be sticking up for these ladies, y'all. That's how we do. <laughs> we gotta be sticking up for these ladies, y'all. Yeah, sure. I mean, come on. We're all Wonder all right. Women. All right. So <laughs> we've all said our piece on that. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna back Stefan a little bit on that because I just feel like this new series like has a lot of meat to it and it could be really great. You know could be a really great series of films and I would hate to see it just fall into the category of, well, we had to tie it into this other fucking movie because you know, these guys like wrote this script and probably someone, pro some writer somewhere was like, this could be genius. But some other guys were like, I just want a fucking paycheck. You want me to write a movie about apes? Sure. Fucking yeah, let's do it. You know? Cause like, I mean, some of my favorite films are probably written with the idea of, you know, uh, <laughs> just the stupidest concepts, you know? Like this shit wasn't as thought out as it is today. And I think people like don't realize that like the right. MCU and this universe, these universes we're getting now, like these are for the most part, pretty a lot more thought out than say like Terminator to Terminator two, you know, like when Terminator was made, that could have been it. No one could have liked it, but people did. So then James Cameron had to be like, Oh fuck, I got to tie this in and make a sequel. But, oh, you like that? Oh, you, oh, you liked what you like robots. Mm, okay. All right. So I'm just going to ask War of the planet of the apes. Did you think it was a good send off for the Caesar character? Would you like a little bit more? Would you like to see Caesar in another film or were you like, nah, I'm kind of done with Caesar. I, for me, I wish that like, um, I don't know, I guess, Okay, so these movies have been like obviously they sort of um, exceeded our expectations of what we thought these apes movies could be. For sure, you know. Um, and then I kind of felt that this one just kind of was like it kind of did the whole you know revenge story. Um, 
and I kind of felt like it could have been better. You know, we could have we could have had a better maybe a better story than that. Maybe they maybe they, all they dealt with was the flu. You know, uh, the yeah. sort of uh, having to deal with the humans becoming more, uh, I guess, ape like, um, and the apes becoming more human like, um, and sort of dealing with that. Also, while having obviously some conflict, um, but yeah, it just be kind of it kind of became a, you know, a Colonel Kurtz apocalypse now as you know the uh graffiti said um kind of war yeah. movie and um there's a lot of it, w- it was a good film but as far as like the end of the trilogy i kind of felt like that it wasn't um i don't think it was a, i you know i could have done with a better send-off with caesar again with all this uh you know with what i talked about earlier you know just I just kind of, yeah, I guess I didn't, I didn't feel like it was a great send off for him um, with everything we've sort of been through and, ha- and how great these movies have been, even though this one was good too. Um, but as an end of a trilogy, uh, yeah, I kind of felt like they yeah. kind of went the easy route with a revenge story. Yeah. Totally agree. Andrew. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with him dying at the end. I, I think that it's, it was, it's kind of cool how that, he he wins the war, but he also you know he dies doing it. So it, you got the ultimately good, but definitely a bad part happens. You know, so there's that. Um, I think maybe what was weak about the death was that he just gets shot by the bow and arrow dude, like, and it's not by um, well, you know, maybe it was from Kurtz. The way Kurt, I like the way Kurtz died. I guess I don't know. I mean, uh, the colonel, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'm kind of, kind of. I don't know how I feel about that. I wanted to mention no, I wanted to mention to. that crossbow character, that guy. It's like, yo, this dude saved your life. Like, I understand you're in a war against this guy, but like he showed you mercy. He sent you back on a horse yeah. to your fucking master. I know, right? Shit. Oh yeah, I guess and, there was that, yeah. And then you see him again and it's just like there's no like I gotta look I gotta look tough in front of my boss, you know, kinda like get, you know, winking at him like I'll I'll help you get out later. We'll you know, we'll set you free. There's none of that. No, this dude was just like fucking hate. He like hated this guy. And I will say, so it was for like, the most part, he does seem conflicted throughout the entire movie, though. Uh, I mean, I, I, I was waiting for that, 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 that one little, I don't know, something in his facial, in his face that was saying that he was conflicted. I felt that he wasn't yeah. to me. I felt that like he, he, now he's back with his, with his boys and he can act like a punk. You know what I mean? Like he's like he was a bitch acting like Ric Flair out there. Don't fucking kill me, you know. And then when his boys roll in, he's like, "Yeah, fuck you," you know. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was an old Ric Flair move. That's what he did. Nice. <laughs> no, that was that was great, Joey. <laughs> that moment, that that phrase right there will make us. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, anytime you can tie any kind of wrestling scenario into any review, we do do it. That's <laughs> right. I'll, I'll do what I can. <laughs> Cream of the crop. <laughs> it'll be old stuff. It'll be WWF stuff. But uh, all right, <laughs> all right, you guys. Um, uh, Stefan, your thoughts. Stefan, oh, oh sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I thought you know it could have probably been a much better send off. I was bummed that he died. I felt like that was unnecessary. I felt like after his wife and his kid were killed, you know, and like he had this whole village. I was really just waiting for that scene where they did like the time lapse of like the ape village and city come to rise before them or something, you know, like that would have been, that would have been cool. 
Yeah, I just I just want to shoehorn in here. I feel like they were you going to talk about the ending at all, Maddie? Um, I was just kind of doing it. This is kind of that kind of like if you had anything to okay, say cool. with yeah, like yeah. the final Maurice Caesar moment. Um, yeah, kind of in the send off because that like that last part is his send off. You know, seeing like his yeah. family and yeah. his tribe or little... whatever playing in front of him. I was just I was just asking if further along are you going to talk about like the ending or anything? Oh no, it's just like kind of fun stuff after this, just like okay, favorite cool. scene so, kind so of yeah. other stuff like that. So I want to shoehorn in then. Um, I guess I felt like it was kind of a weak send off, but I just wanted to shoehorn in. I feel like they missed a really great opportunity for a much better ending. Um, they set up a bad ape being like a smarter ape from another place. And then there was a moment right when those soldiers came to tear that base up and stuff, there was the, that moment where they're all wearing face masks and, and stuff. And then Caesar begins to rise. They missed this wonderful opportunity to have the monkeys slowly see Caesar there and have heard of him or like, or, or I mean, those soldiers slowly turn and see him there. And then you start seeing like a celebration. They're, they're, celebrating and taking off you know because they already set up like bad ape we thought he was a human at first you know but then he turned out to be an ape um just the way they shot it i felt like as caesar rose up you see like them start to celebrate him and like the smart apes from another part of the world or another part of that world had advanced even further than caesar and his group of apes to the point that they were using military tactics and and munitions and stuff and like all those soldiers unmasking sorry all those soldiers unmasking and being apes you know what i mean mm-hmm. i felt like that would have been fucking cool because it would again it would have been the ultimate caesar surprise take where he'd have been yeah. like oh shit you know this thing the planet of the apes is so much bigger than just this small wonderful story that was told but i felt like i was just waiting for it and it didn't happen then the avalanche thing came that's where the movie really kind of like disappointed me that whole avalanche shit was like i get it because all the munitions and stuff but you just as well could have not had all that snow or that mountain above the base you know like it was yeah. some kind of like poetic wait, metaphor wait, wait, wait. i guess you, th- you thought it was too easy it, they it, they made it too easy to just kill out all, all of man in one fell swoop is that why i guess so. i just thought it was well, silly i thought oh, the avalanche, yeah i thought the avalanche so. bit was silly i thought you know the, it was it was unnecessary for a whole other human force to be established in this story to come take out the colonel if the war was between the colonel that like that would have been better if it was just the last remaining like this this like cultish militia that was fighting these apes because that's all that there was left you know and it was just this whole guerrilla war no pun intended um there could have been so much like war for the planet of the apes and then i just in that last moment i was like because all those other soldiers had their faces covered uh, be it for budgetary reasons or because of the simian flu, the whole infection thing. But I just, for a glimmer of a moment, I saw all those soldiers unmask and they're apes. And it's just like, holy fuck, this is a planet of fucking apes. You know, and then you see Caesar Dude, run off. You, 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 know, yeah, you said that epic. It would have been, that would have been awesome. Because again, like you said, they, we've already established that an ape yeah. looked like a man or, or a, that's where I thought it was going. You know, it looked like a human. Um, yeah. And then to have them, because we don't, they said there's soldiers coming after us. We have no, I don't know who these soldiers are, where I got, they come oh, from. Go ahead. There's, you know, they, we have, other than, again, like this, I keep mentioning Colonel Kurtz, like the army coming after the crazy yeah. general who's still like, yeah. you know, hardlining against killing these apes. And they're like, no, we can fucking live, you know. 
uh, that would have been great. Yeah. That yeah. would have been that would have been fucking. That's where awesome. I thought it was going, and then and then oh, that man. you know the avalanche. Yeah, the avalanche was the first disappointment, and then Caesar dying kind of was just like, oh, all right, you know, okay. <laughs> I think that would that would have killed it. That would have been like holy Maybe. shit. Yeah. The thing you just note. said would have followed up with like the Planet of the Apes because at the end of that movie, it's like you're actually on Earth. Oh, you know, even with the Tim yeah. Burton one, it's like he's like, oh, I'm getting off this planet, but then he goes to another planet, and it's like, yeah. oh, apes have already taken over. It would have made so much sense to end it that way. A- a- Abraham yeah. Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, like, and then they, and then oh, they should have. I'm, I'm not at any point <laughs> saying that the Tim Burton one is, should be relevant <laughs> in any way. But and then I they should have like, following that like that formula of there always being like a what like oh my god moment. Yeah. We should have had a mid credit sequence of a fucking like satellite craft or like a, like a fucked up craft floating over the East coast and then cut yeah. it away. <laughs> Get ready. That would have been, that, that yeah. been the ultimate fucking tie in right there. Like they must've yeah. had rushed something or, or something. Cause the ending just kind of unraveled. I guarantee, I guarantee you Matt Reeves went like, what if we unmasked them in the rapes and people were like, oh. That's pretty like good, it. but I don't know. I'm yeah. sure there was some producer was like, I don't know, man. I mean, they're probably going to make a new trilogy too with like Cornelius yeah. and like all that and like getting, I don't know. Who knows? Um, Did you guys feel that the, the opposing human army, they, they, I mean, was I reading this correctly? They were probably all infected and that's why they were fighting because he wants to kill every human that can't talk. And they're fighting him because obviously he wants to kill them, right? So it's a bunch of like, I, I've, oh, I don't go know. ahead, Andrew. It's like a, it's I like think a whole army of humans that are just about to turn into apes anyway. It's what it kind I mean, of felt like. It, it could have been that way too, but we just don't know. They could have been apes. They could have been humans. You know, they, we didn't see masks t- being taken off. You know what I mean? Well, there was that one guy that was almost dead that was, I think, from the opposing army, like dead in the snow. That that's like, true. That had, the same outfit, that had the same outfit on. That's true. Well, I think that guy was with um, Harrelson's crew. He just had to kill him because, like, why would you infect the rest of the men? Right, but it also, know, like, also, we don't see any of his crew, any of his other crew, wearing that snow gear. Yeah, you know, it's right, only right, right. force. But then it's like, also, when you get the virus, do you become? I mean, obviously, I guess Woody Harrelson was able to shoot himself, so you're not like completely like non-intelligent. You know, you're not just become like a, a bumbling well, I mean, invalid, I guess. But I mean, uh, like Nova can learn. She was learning sign language. Like yeah, it's like we've reverted back to this yeah. Neanderthal thing. And it's like the apes have to teach us how to like, I'm assuming at some point we could learn how to speak again. Right. It's just like this virus has took start. us back to our base, you know, you know, and I right. feel like maybe the opposing army was like, whoa, 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 we can work through this as long as like, we keep certain people safe and like, you know, we don't have to kill everyone. And as, whereas like Harrelson's character was like, Nope, murder everyone. That's the yeah. only way yeah. to take care of this shit. Yeah. Cause he's just crazy <laughs> at this point. Like the thing with Harrelson's character that like this dude's crazy because he had to kill his son. And how do you get over that? Like, can you imagine having to kill one of your own children? No, it's impossible. No one here in this podcast, I dare say anyone who's listening to it could even imagine what that's fucking like. You know, and like, like I mean, the motherfucker's an alcoholic <laughs> at this point. You know, none of us have. Like, children. he drinks. Oh, yeah, no, no one does, and like, I can't even imagine. 
you know, I barely would have know what I would do in a scenario if like someone put a gun in my face, you know, and I've had that I'd sort of like, happen. You better pull that so, trigger. You better kill me, boy. That's what I would say. Yeah, <laughs> you, well, better, you better finish this or I'm good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll remember you forever, Stefan. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just like, you know, like, I don't know, man. It's just like that mentality they had was just very much like kill everyone. That's not hum- human as we know them. And like, I think the great thing about Marisa Nova was that Marie saw that like she could learn, he could teach her. She could, she could relearn how to do certain things. Like, yeah, she mm-hmm. had to start over from the beginning, beginning, but she was a child. So maybe she was born into this. So she doesn't know any better, you know? So I don't know. I, I thought the opposing army was people who were like, you know, like the people like, whoa, dude, it's not this bad. And you're like the crazy dude. And we got to take you out because you're going to fuck up a whole lot of shit. And ultimately, you know, with the avalanche, which I'm with Stefan on it, I thought it was like for this to be the last movie with Caesar in it and like him, you know, being such a big, I'll tell your story. I will let your son know who you were, what you did. So therefore his son will let people know. You will hear the story of Caesar I was just kind of like, really? This is like the last Caesar movie? Like, he doesn't... There's like, I don't know. I wanted a little more. I wanted to be a little more grandiose, you know? So, I don't... But I didn't... But I like this movie, though, which is weird that, like, I think all of us have kind of set ups and downs that we've had with the film, but I think generally we've all really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, we had a great time watching it in the theater, which is great. I mean, that makes it a good movie, right? Like, in the end. Yes. It's yes. the... It's- it's the Dark Knight Rises of the fucking Matt Reeves planet trilogy. <laughs> you got it. Actually, I think it's better. I think this movie better than Dark Knight Rises, honestly. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah I definitely would watch this over Dark Knight Rises, but you know what I mean. I got a super nitpicky thing. We're going to get so much backlash. Bold statement, super, just so everyone pretty, knows. Pretty nitpicky thing if we're at the end of this. Um, but uh, th- that scene with the, the big gorilla... That gets the uh, rose in his hair or donkey? whatever flower yeah. donkey. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the good the good guy. No, no, it's not donkey. It's another guy. Yeah. The good gorilla. It kind of felt like they just like <laughs> just put that oh. scene in there real quick, just so that I it w- can make his death scene more uh you know more emotional. But it, it, I don't know, man. I mean, it was. Uh, let me just say, it doesn't work. It was good, but it wasn't great. It felt like they were really trying to pigeonhole that real quick just so that they could have like an emotional beat and then, and then leave him, I guess, because we didn't really know him that well. We get one scene and then he's dead. That's it. You know, I think that ape has been with him since the beginning. Yeah. I I forgot what happened in the other ones. No, no. But listen, Andrew, I'm with you though. For him to meet that little girl and just to give her that flower and then literally like maybe 15 minutes later to like put it back in his ear. It's like, where was the relationship at? Like, felt felt cheap. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I honestly think his character would have been better used for a breakout scene, like the one ape that like runs into the camp to kind of save Caesar and the little girl that gets thrown into like ultimately helps them do the escape plan. Oh, when she um, puts the flower in on that scene. Yeah. I think that ape should have gone on and done something a little more heroic, like maybe have done like what Caesar did with the uh, grenade and get shot by that guy's arrow or something. Like, I feel like there was a better thing to maybe keep Caesar alive longer. Like, I don't know. I just, like, that for me, I was like, all right, I guess so. But I like that ape, so whatever. If you got to kill him. Such a dumb death, too. Like, he got stabbed. Super cool. Yeah. It's like, 
it happens super quick. They're like, you know, they're scouting and then two, two dudes run up and it's like quick fight. And then it's like, Oh, I was stabbed. And it's like, this happens super quick. And it's like, Oh, well, I guess that, yes. that big ass gorilla we could have used is now dead quickly. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it's like no one could have wrote more to like figure out how to include him more. Like these guys I, get paid yeah. so much fucking money to figure this shit out. I, I would have yeah. rather like, like a, you know, they, they've been scouting and him got hit by a sniper shot. Like that would have been more yeah. like, you know, more emotional and engaging of a death than just two dudes running up out of nowhere. And then they, they tumble oh, from like, then they tumble and then, Oh, I've been stabbed. I'm dead now. You know, or he like takes out that big donkey gorilla or something. Like he's going to go kill Caesar and Caesar doesn't see him. That guy pops up and he's like, they get in this fucking gorilla on gorilla fucking fight. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would have been my shit. They like breaks his, the donkey's neck and then gets taken out. Or something, and be like, "Oh fuck, that was dope." Yeah. I don't know. My I, other like, I, just, I wanted. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I got one uh, more. I, I, I feel like there was like a lot of missed opportunities to make a very cool movie and like still keep the heart and like everything else they built up. Mm-hmm. But like you know, a lot of these characters that we've been following are gonna die in this movie. Like we knew going into this, this was Caesar's last movie. Like, so probably gonna be these other apes' last movie. You know that we've kind of been following sure. through this film. So. I just feel like there could have been some like cooler, like more like, you know, bro, like bro action scenes or something just to like make them that much more intense before they like, you know, died off or something. But it's like, it's like, I know I'm trying to be human, but um, let me beat my chest a little and run at you. <laughs> Fucking pummel you. No, dude, I lost my shit if you did and fought do- that donkey character. I'll go, I'll go I mean, I will say I do like the donkey's turn in that. Um, yeah. I do like that, but I hate that he just let that guy shoot him in the head. I was like, you couldn't have back, you couldn't have back slapped that motherfucker with that big ass a hand. Come on, you saw that shit coming. You seen it coming. Yeah. But all right, Andrew, go ahead. Sorry to go off on a tangent there. Super, super nitpicky here again. But whenever he gets shot with the arrow, there's a moment. It's the editing, I think. Uh, something got lost in the editing or something, uh, where. I, like when he gets shot, you don't really know how he gets shot or why. I mean, it's really unclear at first. And it's, I don't think it's supposed to be a surprise that he is shot either. It kind of felt, I don't know, man. I feel like it should have been a little bit better there. I mean, I really thought that guy was going to end up helping him out somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like Joey, yeah. you like had an issue with like, you didn't really like see, like you're just like, Oh, this guy's a fucking asshole or whatever coming but i was always when i saw that character i was like i don't know there's something about him i think he might, might help the apes out and then when he did that i was like you might like at that point i was like you motherfucker you must die a horrible death and then he got exploded and i was like that's exactly how motherfuckers like you die you get exploded that's how that happens when <laughs> they launch into the face that's exactly that's called karma motherfucker that's how it works <laughs> but um you know like but i like andrew I, I get that too i get like where you're coming from with that for sure yeah, um, it just felt like it, 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 they didn't hide that for a second because it was a surprise. They hi- it was quote unquote hidden, but there's like a half second where you you don't know if he if he shot or not. You don't know why he shot or something. I at least I was maybe I fucking looked down at my phone for a half second. I don't know, but I, I I felt like I was like what? Huh? It was a little bit unclear for a second there. Did you just say you looked down at your phone or the popcorn or whatever? Mm. I don't know. If you were checking <laughs> your phone, I kind of hate you right now. Um. Fellas, movies in the take, theater or sacred I take experience. My phone when movies are boring. I'm a cut. I'm a cut in real quick, fellas. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Game of Thrones season seven episode one is up. 
uh, I, I'm, I'm going to bid you all farewell. Bye. It is up. Uh, and Maddie, you had mentioned the guy. I was like, yes, I wanted that character to be the guy who would help the apes, but he just didn't become that guy. So I was like, ah, fuck this guy. Oh, yeah. That's why I got his grenaded in the yeah. face. Yeah. You got you got blown up, son. And... <laughs> so um, I'll just kind of skip ahead and um, get past uh, what I had planned. Um, and it's like, what was your guys' favorite ape out of all three films? Um, James Franco. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Maurice all the way. Maurice, I've loved Maurice since day one. Uh, I mean, is Joey leaving? No, I'm here. I'm, I was just joking. Uh, uh, but you know, uh, <laughs> it is available for us. It is ready. Oh, to, oh you're I'll be saying. downloading it shortly after and probably watching it tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think like. Uh, hmm. I don't know if I want to say like maybe Kubo. Uh, Koba. 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 Not not Kubo in the two strings. Koba. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I thought he was like I don't. Know, I guess I'm. It's been a while since I've seen that film, and I, for this movie, I think I enjoyed uh, either Maurice or Bad Ape. Um, um, but I think I did like Koba in the second one. He just like you know he had a scar and he had like his teeth were just kind of mangled with like the his his, his fangs kind of coming out, you know. And um, he he seemed like this cool like looking villain. Um, I think over I think I enjoyed him um, just being this like just evil ape uh, from the second film. But uh, yeah, in this movie, definitely, uh, let's say Maurice and um, um, Bad Ape for me. All right. I think Maddie's maybe away from his computer, so I'll just go next. Um, I, I mean, kind of typical, but I mean, he's a hero. I have to say Caesar. Ultimately, <laughs> I think he's a badass. Um, I like that... I like his character arcs and how he's becoming Koba for a second. Like he really just wants to kill that motherfucker. He wants straight up revenge. And it's, it's, uh, I thought that was cool. Um, a, a week for a week after I saw the second one of this trilogy, I was like saying to myself, Caesar, Koba, like the way they <laughs> talk to each other. So <laughs> cool. And that, in that second one, and I think that, I mean, yeah, Koba hands down better villain than Woody Harrelson. I mean, yeah, the second one's probably the best one. This has got like the whole like Dark Knight Empire thing going on, where the second one's the best. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, Maurice probably my second favorite. Yeah, so Caesar first, and then Maurice second, I and then did, Bad, Bad Ape third. Yeah, I did like uh, Winter from the beginning of the film. We we were talk about him because he didn't play much of a role, but I would have liked to see more of Winter, the ape, the white ape. Yeah. Yeah, how they um yeah, he, he, flip, he flip flops. Yeah, he, he you know he ultimately betrayed the the apes, but you know kind of became a donkey as they called the other uh, apes. Um, but uh, yeah, he he was a cool looking ape, and it would have been cool to see like a little more of him because just I don't know, I just like the way he looked. Speaking of that, I I mean he kind of the fact that he goes for the humans and then he's not for a second of his flip flopping it, it sort of kind of reminded me of the second one 
there's this scene when he when Caesar learns that Koba did whatever he did. I forget. It was like some terrible thing, and you could just tell what's going on in Caesar's mind is that he he wishes the world was black and white. He wishes all humans were bad and all apes were good, except for his owners, I guess, or the the people that that uh, James Franco and all that. Um, but the world's not like that. Like he's so, he's just so broken that it was an ape that did this t- mm-hmm. to him. And that, that, that mm-hmm. was just one of the best things. That might've been the best thing I saw in the theater that year was that scene. Just thought it was so good. Sweet. Has, has everyone gone? No. Uh, 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 I Caesar just cause he was so compelling a character. Um, I think Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is a masterpiece of a film. Um, and if I can, I'd like to say that my favorite ape is just all of the apes in these new ones. Just because <laughs> watching everything unfold with any one of these ape characters, even little baby Caesar was great. Um, but I just, the technology, where the technology is at, to be able to tell the story the way that they did, uh, Matt Reeves is probably my favorite ape. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> and that's it. That's a review for, for the movie. Yeah. I like the format, yeah. man. That was we'll just, cool. That was oh, good. Sweet. Thank you. Uh, I, I want to try to do that for everything. Like, sorry, Spider-Man Homecoming wasn't better, but. No, that. I mean, yeah, sorry yeah. I couldn't be there for that. But that was, uh, dude, that's really cool. I'm glad you, you like kind of like take the reins and it's like makes it kind of easier for us to talk too, you know, kind of like really break yeah. it down. Like, gather, gather our thoughts. Yeah. I wanted to do more of a like take notes during the film, but like it was so packed in there. I was like, if I turn on my phone or like take a pen and paper, it's like not going to work, dude. So I just tried my best to remember. And I was just like, you know what? You guys will fucking pick up the pieces. Like if I forget something, you guys are there and you'll remember something I forgot. And I just thought asking questions about certain characters, about plot points in the movie. Right. I just thought it'd be fun to do. I, I like, I haven't been listening to a lot of review stuff, but I've been watching a lot of, uh, I really like this show. Shout out to the show hot ones. I really like uh-huh. it. And he answered, he asked questions, but they eat hot, hot wings at the good. same time. And uh, it's hot hilarious. Um, but um, I was just kind of like watching that and trying to be like, maybe I should moderate the reviews a little more. And like, you guys are welcome to do whatever you want with it. If you think you, if you have a better suggestion or something, like, let me know. I like, like, I'm off I like what it. we're doing now. I like it personally. Yeah. But I felt like, yeah, I, I just, I wanted to ask more questions because I noticed when I did Ellen Covenant that I kind of wanted to ask more specific questions about it, but I did I wanted it to be kind of broad too. But this time I was like, eh, I mean, you know, I'm just going to ask specific, like about certain characters or certain plot points and just see how it goes. So Mm, right but you can cut that part out too like wherever you want to edit that no no no, it's fine i i think i i have a like a kind of a weird comment too whenever i watch these movies i i I almost get the feeling the feeling that i get when i watch a good star trek episode where it's like this is like good sci-fi with like a good meaty kind of concept behind it like it's really it's really like it's Mm -hmm. meat it's not it's not like like guardians is awesome but you know, it's supposed to be flashy, kind of quick. Not, it, it's like a really great hamburger. But when you watch these movies, it's like a fucking steak, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, so. I like, I'm, yeah, I, <laughs> like I said, I never thought I would be a fan of the Planet of the Apes movies, but like right. from Rise to like War, and if this is the last Planet of the Apes movie we get, it's, 
you know, like it's been a good, it's been a good ride, guys. I had a good time on this ride. You Dude, know, this movie like, knocked Spider-Man out of number one. It knocked I mean, Spider-Man I, out of number one of the box office. So I think we're going to be getting another one. No, I mean, I, I definitely think we will. Nice. I think like Cornelia, like Maurice Cornelius' story in Nova is definitely the next. Um, but I just don't know. Like, like, I'm interested to see what they'll do. I assume Matt Reeves will probably have some kind of producing credit or something on it because I feel like it's kind of his baby now. Yes. No. But yeah, I mean, closing closing statements about war. If you've watched all of them, go see this one. Uh, if you haven't seen them, what the fuck are you doing? Watch all of them, then go see war. <laughs> awesome. All right. That, that's all I got. I had some other questions, but I just like kind of fast forward it because I know everyone's trying to get to Game of Thrones. Not like it wait, won't be wait. there for an entire fucking week. Maddie, it can be just for us, man. If if we do, I mean, is anybody okay? What's what was like one more? Let's, let's do at least do one more. Uh, it's not, it's like it's it's all right. It's fine. Just we can move on. <laughs> okay. I, like I, I like I was kind of worried like I wouldn't have enough questions or you guys would get through them really quick. So I like had like a couple more, but it was not a big thing. I got My another one was, hour was your or so. Apes. Okay. Um, I, I could be on for another hour. So, I mean, whatever, whatever works for you guys. Um, yeah, that's all I had for the review. Um, I was trying to think like it. All right. I try I mean, to tie it into like a video game thing, but I don't even think it's like. Dude, I was thinking that because we asked that for the other ones, right? Like what was how, like the alien video games and all that. Yeah, I don't it even like that. I'm sure there's one, right? There's got to be at least one. PC or something, right? Let me look this up real quick. Yeah. And uh, next week we'll review Dunkirk. Oh, right. shit. Yeah. Oh, there was one for fucking PS1. Mm. I figure there is be at least one. It's a popular series, so I figured at some point they got a game. But no, my question was basically... Uh, would you play a video game based on the new films or would you like to see a video game based on the old films? And then more so like, what would you like to see in an open world mission based? Um, obviously I think we all want to play as a fucking ape, but would you like a human aspect, a human character to go like, you know, like, you know, if you can make a planet of the apes game, like what would you base it on? Would you tie it into like the original series, the Heston stuff, or would you go with the more Matt Reeves route? Would you tell a story in between, I'd like wanna, a Caesar I, story, or maybe I, like would you play like a random ape? I'd want to tell. I don't know if I'd want to necessarily go. I don't know. I, I guess I'd want to keep it within the world of maybe both. Um, mm -hmm. You kind of yeah. you kind of like create a world, and you have like a a new human and a new set of apes or a new set of humans, and you kind of play this like, you know should we or should we not hate each other or should we or should we not get along? You know, this kind of like, this like Planet of the Apes and like obviously the humans are reverting back to their, uh, you know, roots, I guess. And uh, the apes are getting smarter. And I, I think it'd be cool to have like a, like a, a, you know, sort of a human ape team up and sort of deal with that issue. Hmm. But just set in the world of either, I mean, I guess both really Reeves and um, the Heston one, obviously it, it probably looked more like Reeves, but have like a lot of the Heston stuff thrown in, mm -hmm. you know, 
But what genre though? Would it be like Uncharted or would it be totally open world? What are we talking here? Uh, I guess it could be, yeah, like a Horizon Zero Dawn open world. To me, it would seem more open world, I guess. Because you can like run and help out like, um, you know, different uh, villages or towns. You know, somebody's in trouble, do some side quests, but there's a main mission. You know, you could do quite a bit of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I would like to see a game where you're an ape, kind of like Bad Ape. Um, you <laughs> you were at a zoo. You've gotten smarter. Other animals and apes. So like the first mission is like you get escaping the zoo and you see like dead animals around you. Like humans might be trying to kill you or something. Like a few left. But like you get to like explore that environment. And then it moves into more of like the open world. Um, you can like get on trees run on rooftops kind of like i guess like kind of like dying light but third person like you can sure. do like kind of like a parkour thing with it like like the more you know you can get experience for like the more like stuff you jump over but and i think I, the thing i would like to see is maybe like you're trying to always meet the caesar the audience who's playing this game knows who caesar is but you as the ape is like you just hear stories and like you meet like little things along the way that's like caesar go this way or like some kind of like you know, sign language is written on walls by apes to like go this way to meet Caesar. And like, ultimately, do you meet Caesar or is this like a trilogy of games? Or, you know, ultimately, I would love for Andy Circus to come in and like you get to meet him. And then like maybe the next game, like this is the second game where you meet him. And then like the third game is like you're doing this very special mission for him or something that like could tie into like what happens next after Caesar's death. And then like you getting back to the like group of people and then being like, Caesar died, and you're like, oh my god. You're like, this ties into War of the Planet of the Apes. Oh my, this game series is amazing, you know? So, I thought about it a little bit. I was sitting there eating a cheeseburger and going, I'd like to play this game. I wonder if Superhouse <laughs> would like to play this game. So, that's what I was thinking about while I was eating lunch today. I Adrian, there was a Revenge of the Apes. There, it looks like it's Atari prototype, whatever that means, for Atari 2600. There was a Game Boy Advance game and a PS1 game. And that looks like it's about it. Hmm. I mean, I would like, I think it'd be great if, like, you know, a company like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like something like Rocksteady or Ubisoft who've made these, like, kind of cool, um, you know, um, I guess it's more Ubisoft with the like the running and the um, who did Dying Light? Uh, Look I'm up. blanking on the. You think, I'm blanking on the. Yeah, name. well, yeah, a, a company like that, something like I think that it could be like a really cool like open world like kind of like free running like just like make like I want to feel like an ape when I play this, you know? Yeah, like, for sure. You know, so definitely like lots of tree swinging and you know just like jumping on trees and I don't know. could be a fun game. I just thought it would be fun to like, if you guys had any thoughts about it. I mean, I feel like we all play video games here and we're just like, anytime we watch a movie, be like, that'd be a cool game. Like, why don't they make that a game? It could be a game like Dying Light where you could play as an ape or you could play as a human and you're getting your, you know, your, this ape and this human are always together. Just sort yeah. of branching off my idea. And so like, mm -hmm. 
you know, and if nobody's playing, then I guess like the, you know, the story beats are always the same, but if, uh, obviously when you're getting into fights and stuff, you know, you're either, it's either the AI or you have a, uh, uh, you know, somebody helping you like a co-op partner or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, and like, that would be awesome too. Like, or like, yeah, dude, I feel like there's so many possibilities for a cool Planet of the Apes game, especially like within Matt Reeves world, like meeting a human along your journey and you each other helping, like, you know, it's like the last of us, but with like Planet of the Apes or something, you know? Mm -hmm. All right, Andrew, you, uh, you got anything to say? Yeah. Um, as far as a video game? Yeah, just like what, what would you like to see if you – even if you if you don't even want to see this game, you could be like, you know what? Don't care. No, I wouldn't if, even buy it. No, I would definitely be interested in a, in a Planet of the Apes game. I'm sure what they would do – I think that they would lean into the whole mythology, which would be, uh, you know, the new ones and the old ones – and uh, I think that we would get levels that would go throughout. I would personally, I'd like to see kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe an uncharted type of thing. That's kind of like not kind of linear just because mm -hmm. I like, I like those more, but if it was open world, I definitely wouldn't be against it just because I like this world so much. Um, I mean, Arkham is pretty much open world and I love those games. It just depends. I don't know. Uh, but like, would you be swinging and fighting and then getting, I guess you would be picking up guns and shit. They've established that riding horses. Um, I think it would be good yeah. if you could choose, if you wanted to stealth through it, like, uh -huh. or, you know, if you wanted to like run and gun through it, like depending on the level or kind of like in Dishonored, right. you can kind of just like sneak around if you want, or, you know, I mean, it's like at this point, video games, you can do fucking anything. It's just like, I just want to do yeah. it as an ape within this universe, you know? right like playing as the human is would be stupid like they shouldn't even like make that an option <laughs> i mean i'd be okay with it if like the like i don't know like i like the concept of maybe like you're you meet a napalm journey you know sign language and stuff uh, also like cool. i just to go back to war for a second so rise happens and then a couple of years later several years later we have dawn and then i assume War happened several years later, correct? Like, this is just time period. You don't think any human learned sign language? Just a thought. Uh, just going to leave people, it. The people that got the uh, disease? Well, just like, you, like why? if you're a colonel of a, a, a group of men, and you're supposed to outsmart, like, what you've heard is one of the smartest apes, which is like, you can tell he doesn't really take it seriously until they have that moment. It's like, so emotional scene. He's like, you are really something else or whatever the fuck he says, you know? Yeah. Um, I think as like a Supreme military commander, I would learn sign language because that way when the apes, like there's all that sign language back and forth, like you wouldn't teach any of your soldiers that just to see you know, like, ah, it kind of bugged me a little bit. It's like, we, no, it's not like sign language just popped up, you know? I don't, think, I don't think he would because, you know, he's a, he's a dumb military man. And so, you know, he just, he's kind of crazy. And so, like, I, it's just, it's all force, you know, I, you know, do sign language is a show of weakness, I feel in his eyes. So I don't think that he would, he would do that at all. I get, I, like I, I, I get that point, but I think like this is why I wanted a smarter 
like a better character for Caesar to go up against. So they'd have to be sneakier. But I will say, like going back to um, War, I love that it was almost like Escape from Alcatraz. Like it's like a prison escape movie, and I fucking love prison escape movies. Oh yeah, they're like one of my favorites. So, like them digging the tunnel and shit. I was like, this is like Escape from Alcatraz. This shit's dope. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That was fun. I don't know. I think a human element in a video game would be okay. I just don't. I wouldn't want it to overshadow playing as like the ape, or if you like got to play as Caesar, you know, whatever character, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a prison break part of the game where you would have to use stealth in that part of the game. That would be really cool too. And you'd have to like work with the other apes like they were. Like pretty much just rip off that part of the movie for the game. Why not? Mm-hmm. That would be that'd be pretty cool. Um and then of course like eight like like when the apes are fighting, you could like if you punched a human, they'd be dead in one hit. But if you're fighting another ape you know, you got a longer fight there. Yeah. Like are you fighting another, like a winter type or a Koba type? That'd be, Oh yeah. I mean, there definitely have to be those kind of like, like I, I would like to see like more donkeys and stuff. Uh huh. Like, you know, you're like, you just like, you're like a chimp, but you're going up against like a fucking like gorilla. It's like, how does that fight go down? You know, like, right. It's more strategy than it is like brute force. Like if you're fighting a human, but then the humans right. have guns and like you might have a gun in that level and you might not. So, right. You know, just depends on what you have, but I don't know. I mean, it would be a cool game. It definitely like with like, you know, I haven't played horizon zero dawn yet. I want to play it. Yeah. Um, but definitely with like a lot of like new stuff that's been introduced into games. Like there's a lot of like a lot of possibility for a cool planet of the apes game. This shit over. They should do it. I mean, is there not yeah. is there not one being made? I'm kind of want to look this up now. No, I don't know. Apes video game. I mean, I'm sure after this, if it does really well, I'm sure there'll probably be a more focus on it, like for the next film and possibly something else. You know. Right. Let me see here. Oh, apparently there's a war for the Planet of the Apes video game. Feels like an interactive movie. Andy Circus says this is from a GameSpot article last october but it seems like nobody's been talking about it since then hmm. i mean i'm uh, down if andy's involved yeah apparently he is circus has featured in video games this is what the article says he worked with devil may cry and blah 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 so i guess he worked he worked with this hmm. um cool. all right didn't know that was happening i mean that was like one of my like at Stefan left so yeah um, yeah that was just like one of my questions I didn't know if it would be like a dumb question to ask or if like you guys had even thought about it I was like oh, should I even ask this oh I, I thought about it because we did the last ones I was like but if I uh, I don't know I'd play that game I would totally play that game I'd be excited for it I think mm, yeah I at would. this point in the planet like if it would have came out before Rise I don't think I would care you wanted to mention the uh, Ready Player One image? Ooh, boy. <laughs> I'll tell you this, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm also That's a pretty big van, man. I didn't, I didn't think that van would be that big, but uh, I do like it. <clears throat> yeah, man? I just... Oh, I mean, yeah, I know yeah, a lot yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of... A lot of fans like i read some of like the comments on the image like through facebook and a lot of people like 
oh, it sucks. He's not like chubby. And it's like, dude, like how much, how long does it take to shoot? Like, I mean, the dude's not going to put on some fucking pounds and then have to lose it and then go shoot fucking X-Men. You know, I, like. I honestly didn't, I remember reading the book. I don't remember him being some chubby kid. Did I? Oh, yeah, he is. Description? Okay. But then he yeah, loses he weight, is, too. Then he gets more in shape for, like, the final, like, last part of the book. But Which it's like, is that really, like. Right? Um, no, that look, because that's in his, that's in his, like, trailer, his home. Like the trailers oh, yeah. that are stacked upon one another. Yeah. So, and plus he doesn't have his like full cool suit on. Like once he starts making all that money. Is this the trailer like, or the van? Oh, it might be the van. But, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's the van. But, um, oh yeah, because this is probably where um he, uh, yeah, because he probably likes, this is probably where he is. And then he sees like those um, trailers get blown up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it was like, this is your, like, I, I was kind of excited for it, but I'm kind of reserved because I like this book a lot and I feel like this movie could suck. <laughs> so, even based on this image? Yeah, I just like, I, I think like the casting's pretty good, but like this image looks cool, but. Ah, dude, I don't know. I'm down, man. He's got, he's got garbage pill stickers, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> This kid doesn't know shit about Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> Only watching it because it's on the fucking internet and the Oasis or whatever the fuck it's called. I forget. I, I like yeah. it. Oasis. I like the 80s style that he has. It's pretty cool. It yeah. looks like a, I mean, it looks like kids today too, but it, I think it's definitely like an 80s direction based on yeah. the, what the, the movie's about. The a bit thicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly right. That's part of it, yeah. But no, man, I'm down. I like I, I think it's a cool image to show off. You know, it's kind of showing the whole van and just kind of how like crazy decked out it is, but it's also a mess. You know, right? <clears throat> there's also there's a bunch stuff of with um, James Holiday. You know, it's a bunch of Easter eggs in this photo, apparently as well. Uh, I mean, I'm looking. All I really saw was you know just the the holiday. Is a holiday? Yeah, James Holiday. Holiday. Uh, yeah stuff you know i do see a kino flow but uh, other than that <laughs> um, i mean I, I don't know I, I guess i really don't see any big uh easter eggs that i can think of i mean it looks like uh, ready player one yeah it looks yeah. like it but i'm skeptical because i like this book a lot <laughs> anytime i've read something you know and i get excited for the movie sometimes it's let down well i think we all know this so what films do. I'm just being reserved, guys. I'm just, I'm just holding it back. I'm holding it back the assignment. Now, he's got this, like, orange, like, uh, uh, thing coming out of his back. I guess that's, like, connected to the, the ceiling of the van. Is that part of his, like, you know, he can sort of rotate in circles without, like, bumping into shit. Kind of keeps him in place, I'm guessing. Like a some sort of harness. Is yeah, I guess is? so. Yeah. It's part of the, the, the rig he's got, I guess. Yeah, okay cool yeah i mean i i i I liked it i didn't even know that they were fucking um (laughs) i didn't even know they were shooting yet let alone probably done done at this point yeah they gotta be done they started shooting like last year or something it's still directed by spielberg yeah Yeah. okay good i mean i think he's like if i could think of any director it's spielberg but then it's like 
you know like i haven't seen one of his movies in a while and it's just like nothing he's like i didn't see bridge of spies or anything so i was like i don't know is he still got it can he still do it is this gonna be what i want it to be i i think he's gonna pull out a good one for this one i don't know why i'm i'm pretty optimistic about this i mean if he stays with the source material man i mean in him like it's a great combination you know there's we see oh go ahead sorry no uh, yeah i I, I think it should be fine. I if, again, as long as he stays with the source material and doesn't venture off too far, and you know, make it. I don't know. But, yeah. Godzilla and Ultraman, really, dude. I'm excited. Come on, dude. Actually, Ultraman's never even fought Godzilla because that's a different company, right? So this is and and Spielberg is Spielberg, so he's going to be able to pull all the strings and get all the fucking properties, all the fucking trademarks or whatever, to get them all, get all in this movie. So to see that fight, it's going to be pretty fucking awesome. And the Mazinger too. They bring up Mazinger, right? That was like one of the original, uh, that was before Gundam and the robotic characters. Uh, So look at a lot of nostalgia going on. Oh shit! Valerian and Dunkirk come out. Oh shit! Really? Oh snap! Yeah, I'm gonna go see Valerian in 3D, man. I, I want to see like, I don't know. I just want to see it in 3D. I, I saw like a newer trailer with like, the colors look pretty bright and vibrant, like the the worlds, you know. So I'm, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I, I I don't know if it's gonna be good or not, but you know, I definitely want to uh, check it out. For sure, because I, I like Luke Basson. He hasn't done, you know, he hasn't done anything super great in a while. Um, but I, th- I still think he has it in him to do some some cool, uh, you know, avant-garde Dude, space it, shit. So I mean, I think it's kind of a weird double feature, like Dunkirk and Valerian. It's like go watch a serious fucking war movie, I know, and then go see a fucking balls out fucking sci-fi film. Like, yeah, that's the double feature I want to fucking see. Right, it's like dude, you're going up against Nolan. No, it's got a seventy-one percent right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I think stays in that range. I mean, I don't, I don't think Valerian will beat Dun- like Dunkirk, but I don't think there's. No. I mean, there's probably a lot, a lot of people who don't even care about seeing Dunkirk. You know, yeah. like I mean, I know it's Nolan, but it's like most people, like you know, I just don't think a lot of people generally want to go see war movies if it's you know. And it's not even like, like especially in America, it's not even about like anything we've gone through, really. So, it's just I'm gonna have to wait till I get back from Comic Con to see these movies. Actually, yeah, I, I want to see Baby Driver still. So, oh, Joey, you need to give us the don't spoil anything, but yeah, I figured I wouldn't spoil. Um, I saw it too. I can comment, but go ahead, Joey. Oh, you did see it? Yeah, I saw it. Okay. Um. So, all right, we're getting into my review, a quick spoiler-free review of Baby Driver. Andrew's going to jump off this podcast. Uh, yeah, it's spoiler-free. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think if I – one small spoiler that's not really a spoiler, it's, it's, it's very music-heavy. Um, oh, yeah. I feel like if I was more of a music aficionado, um, not that I don't know these songs, but like just, just the sort of love of music, I would have probably enjoyed it a little better. Uh, I thought the dialogue was great. The uh, the car chase scenes were fantastic. You know, it's it was filmed in Atlanta, so it's like I'm sure Andrew got a kick out of just watching like Atlanta in the background the whole time. That was crazy. Uh, 
there's one thing, Andrew, I want to comment on, and and they never really uh, went back to this one little scene. And now that I'm thinking, now that I've after watched the movie, and I want to ask you about it, I'll I'll text you. Um, but uh, yeah, it was solid. Like I, I liked the main guy, Jamie Foxx was great. John Hamm, you know, he was great. It, it was a fun movie. I definitely say go if you're a fan of Edgar Wright, for sure go see it. Um, you know, it's definitely uh, it's got his style in it for sure. Cool. Yeah, it just looks like something I'd probably enjoy. Yeah, Andrew. Uh, I when I said I liked it on Twitter, actually Jeremy got back to me and he was, he said this is off brand for you. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I like I did like it. I think um, God, I wish I could go into detail, but I can't. Um, it fine. I'll see it soon, guys. Calm down. It, it yeah. is. I mean, yes, I I enjoyed it. I think that the the action holds good throughout. Like a lot of times you see an action movie and it's like, it kind of falls flat at the end, but this one has a really good, it like just keeps on going and building and, um, fuck. I, I, I have other things to say, but, uh, I guess that's the, that's all I can say for now. Thumbs up. Sweet. Well, I'll be seeing it. I don't know if I can do a triple feature of Dunkirk Valerian and, Whew, that's a long movie. I'll be in, I think I'll be out. I'll be on vacation that week though. So maybe. Man, you maybe gotta uh, you gotta see movies during the week, dude. Dude, I, I can't <laughs> with my current situation, man. I got a fucking lift everywhere. Got that. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, no probation, dude. Are there, not drive, lift, I, are there not lifts running around? There are, but it's like, dude, it's like it's like I gotta pay like eight to four eight to fourteen dollars to see the movie. Sure. It's like fourteen dollars to get to it. So it's like yeah. I'm dropping some serious cash to see some shit. Like when you get there you wanna stay. Yeah, and there's just like not been like when Baby Driver came out, there wasn't like any reason to stay except mm-hmm. I would just be in that area. I guess I could do something, but I definitely have to spend like it'd definitely be an all day thing for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that might be my Saturday, though. I might just go see Dunkirk, Valerian, and Baby Driver. What a weird fucking triple feature, though. Yeah, uh, that's totally weird. I want to make probably, a... Go ahead. You, know, you guys will be like, what'd you think? I was like, I don't know. Dunkirk was great. There's a lot of cool chase scenes in it. Then there was aliens, so I didn't know what the fuck was going on in Dunkirk. <laughs> and then Valerian also had the same shit. Earlier, Stefan had mentioned the Children of Thanos, and... Ooh. I was just looking at the photos, and it is the Black Order from the oh, yeah. Jonathan Hickman run. Uh, the it's called Infinity, one of the many Marvel uh, events that you know have constantly continued to happen after the success of Civil War. So there's always a big event going on. Um, it's called Infinity, and it's Thanos with his black order and these are the same characters which is good they're still keeping it like you know straight on with the uh source material and i'm liking that now it's just like instead of it just being thanos now there's like other villains that are with him so it's like man there's gonna be a there's gonna be so many characters in these movies man i think i'm gonna be exhausted by the time yeah yeah i was like oh god i need like i need to take a nap Oh my! Oh my goodness! Yeah, maybe some food. <sighs> yeah, I'm excited for it, man. I read a little bit of like what they showed at the fucking I don't know what convention. D twenty three. 
Yeah, I read. The, I was like, "Don't read it," and then I like clicked on. I was like, "Don't read it." I then read I was halfway it. through it, and I was like, "You should stop." And then I finished it, and I was like, "Oh God, I'm so fucking excited! And I haven't even seen anything." Yeah. Oh yeah, I, re- I read it. It's it sounds awesome. I want to see this footage. Don't don't keep it from the internet, please. Just right. <laughs> just show it to us. You know. Oh, sp- speaking of things me. that are shown in theaters or. Did you? Did anyone see the Shape of Water trailer? I don't know in front how you of? saw that, dude. That's that's not anywhere on the internet. I don't know how the fuck I saw it in Cincinnati, and you guys didn't see it in fucking L.A. That's for right. sure. Um, but but I was kind of surprised because, like, Maddie somehow got to see the trailer of the new Guillermo del Toro film called The Shape, The Shape of Water, The Shape in the Water. What was it called? Yeah, The Shape of Water. The Shape of Water. Uh, so yeah, please explain. Yeah. explain uh, I mean. Uh, Explain myself. Uh, well, I so I was like, I'm gonna use the bathroom before this movie starts because I see all these trailers. Nothing new comes out in trailers. I'm ahead of the curve. And then I sat down, and I was like, saw the first frame come up, and I was like, Ooh, what's this Del Toro, Del Toro looking fucking movie coming up here? Copying Del Toro like they don't think I know what a fucking Del Toro movie is. And then the next shot, then it's like fades to black. Then another shot comes out, and I'm like, wait, is this the fucking Shape of Water? I was like, no, it can't be. No. They wouldn't do this to me. The, it, like, no. And then I kept watching. I was like, these motherfuckers. I almost missed this shit. I almost got really mad at myself because I have a, apparently my bladder is the worst. If I have any water, it's like, you got to use the bathroom 15 times right now. <laughs> and it's like, God damn it. But, um, dude, it yeah. looks fucking great. I'm really excited for it. Um, love the cast. Like, Michael Shannon's in it. Um, I forget the lady's name. I, I think she might have been. Ah, fuck. Dude, let me look it up. I feel bad because she's I've seen her in some stuff. She's been really good. Um, but it just looks so good, man. It honestly like and the creature design looks a lot like from what they've shown. It looks very much like Abe Sapien. So I wonder if this is some kind of spiritual successor to maybe another creature within Abe's universe. You know, like there's another one. It's just what, what Abe. Is some BRPD going on. I don't know. I don't know if this is shaping up to be something like that or if it's just, but it's basically this woman. She's mute. She does sign language. She doesn't talk to people. She's a loner. She cleans this facility where they hold this creature. Basically, when the creature hit it off, they have like, you know, like she's different. He's different. And they get one another. But he also eats like boiled eggs too, which if we all know from Hellboy, he eats like those rotten boiled eggs. So it's like a lot of similar stuff. So I don't know like what Del Toro is going to tie it into. Or if it's going to be like a slight little like wink and a nod and then a nudge. Like, y'all like Hellboy. You remember Abe, right? Mm. Nudge, nudge. They wouldn't let me make a Hellboy movie, so I made this movie instead. But um, it just looks cool, man. Michael Shannon looks like a piece of shit, and I can't wait because I love him as a piece of shit because he's so good at it, and you just want to hate him because of his face. Um, <laughs> I hate his face. But um, Yeah, uh, but yeah, man, it's just like it's it's all that Del Toro, Del Toro stuff. It looks like there's a little romance to it between her and the – uh, it's just like if you like a del toro movie if you get excited for del toro movies you're going to be excited for this for sure Great. um um i i've always said that my favorite del toro films are when he um writes a film where you know it's it's standalone without any kind of fantastical element supernatural or creature or you know anything like that it could stand alone and i think like one of my favorite films is the devil back the devil's backbone which I think without the ghost could still be a f- phenomenal movie. I think the same thing about Pan's Labyrinth, which is also another one of my favorite films. And I think Shape of Water from the trailer I saw looks very similar. Like 
it's going to be a very like high drama kind of film that just happens to feature a creature horror supernatural element to it. And I think that's where Del Toro shines a lot. And hopefully we get that in this. Um, I think um, some of his other films don't really fall into a, like Pacific Rim. I don't really think you could, you couldn't have that movie without Jaegers and fucking monsters, you know, like what's that story, you know? Um, but I think Shape of Water looks looks fucking great, man. The color palette is very like green and blues, which is kind of great. Um, coming from like Crimson Peak with like the reds and the blacks and stuff and the whites. So it's like, I love like his color palettes. It kind of reminds me of Mimic a little bit with that color palette, but a little brighter. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I'm a fan of Del Toro. I'll see anything he does and I'll probably fucking love it. Even if people are like, ah, I don't know, it kind of fell flat here. I'm like, you're dumb and it's genius. But um, you know, you're dumb. Uh, I was just like, it, it was really nice to see a trailer I hadn't seen. And when I told you guys, I was like, oh, you guys are probably watching it right now. Cause I saw the movie, I saw war probably 1140 my time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty early for you guys still. So I was like, oh, it'll probably be coming out. And like, I just like happened to be like, I just got lucky. And then like, when I got out of the movie, like, where's this trailer at Maddie? And I was like, well, listen, Joey, I don't, I don't hold if I had this trailer to give, I would be giving it, you know, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm excited for you guys to see it and see what you think. I, I mean, I'm a Del Toro fan, so I'm kind of biased, but I think it looks great. I'm very excited for like a creature film again. Um, I feel like I got, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm always excited for anything. I'd say sometimes I, I wonder who gives Del Toro money. Cause I'm like, he's not making movies that are going to sell millions to make millions of dollars like who's gonna see the shape of water you know who saw crimson peak besides like fans or whatever you know of his films um so like whoever's giving this guy money to make these films like keep doing it i'm glad you're rich and you can do this but yeah i'm excited for you guys to see it i'd love to like do a discussion after it's released it's actually checking hulu to see if it was released i feel yeah. like his films are, are are fairly small you know i mean i think that he he probably makes enough to make a film um, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, he, he, I, it obviously takes him a while. You know, he doesn't come out with a film every couple of years like a lot of directors. You know, I think he, he, you know, waits and gets a lot of his funding, and you know, is able to make his film. Um, <clears throat> well, that's cool. I definitely can't wait to see that. Um, let's see. So, other things that were at D twenty three were, I guess, really the only other thing um, that I can think of is, you know. Uh, Incredibles 2 was announced not really announced I guess we knew it was going to I think it was like some footage um, Kingdom Hearts 3 finally saw some some gameplay footage got a no, yeah. Woody and um, Buzz Lightyear toy story. Uh, yeah toy, big Toy Story uh, uh, I guess story going on um, the, the environments look great Sora still looks the same you know just kind of this whacked out anime character created by the artist of final fantasy eight who i you know yeah i i i I think he's a great artist i think that his designs are just a little out there and it kind of like his designs kind of were one of the main downfalls for me in sort of disliking uh the final fantasy series like they just kind of got too too wacky uh, I think his name's like Tetsuya Nomura, um, Nomura, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's I don't know. 
it just, it's, it's too wacky. But anyway, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 looks great. Uh, I never beat the second one. It's been 16 years, I think, or something since that one. Jesus, I feel old. Yeah, I know, since part two. And so, like, I don't know how I feel about it because one of the main reasons is that there's been, like, five other mini-sequels that have come out since oh, yeah. then. And did, like, Kingdom Hearts 2.85 Dreams Within Your Mom. I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, there's so many stupid, like, uh, just, it, it gets, it, it gets me upset, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I'll look, I'll continue to watch it. Um, uh, Evo 2017 is happening. It's been happening all weekend. Um, as we're talking now, I think the, Street Fighter Five finals are about to start. Um, a new character was revealed today. Um, his name is Abigail. And if you remember from another game by Capcom, a character named Abigail, it's from Final Fight. Uh, I believe he was yeah. the fourth level boss. Um, kind of, uh, he looks kind of a uh, S&M type dude, type, uh, but he's got like a high and tight haircut with like some, with a uh, dog collar and a leopard print tank top. Um, and I just watched the trailer and he's in the game of Street Fighter V. He's massive. I don't know if you, if anybody remembers in our audience, Street Fighter IV, you had Hugo from Final Fight, also made it into Street Fighter games. He was pretty big. He was a lot bigger mm -hmm. than all the other characters. This guy's massive. He's like, his head's got to like be blocked by your fucking uh, health bar. He's so tall. <laughs> it's ridiculous um so yeah that was revealed and like uh geese howard is gonna be in tekken 7 he got revealed really Jedi. yeah a fucking snk character yeah i yeah. am out of the loop on this shit what <laughs> it just got revealed today uh because of evolution they had the tekken finals were earlier and then jetta from darkstalkers 3 the final boss he's going to be in marvel vs. capcom infinite as well as gamora hey, only got one question. Mm -hmm. When the fuck they bring him back Skullomania? Yo, so check Remember this him? out. Yes, what? I do. And so check this out. There's a game called... Um, uh, I believe it, it just was announced. There's going to be a beta at the end of this year. I believe it's called Fighting EX Layer. Let me confirm. Fighting EX Layer. EX characters from the Street Fighter EX games. You got Skullomania. You got Darun. You got... Uh, this is the Kyrie. best news I heard all day. Yeah. So EX is coming back without the Street Fighter name. Dude, I remember, like, that was the first 3D Street Fighter, right? They were yeah, pretty good. Arika, the company. They had that fucking, um, that Skullomania guy. He's never been in any, any yeah. other games. Yeah. And been, he, he, was so, he was so cool. I mean, his costume was kind of simple, but it was just kind of a cool, funky, you know, weird character. And I thought he was he was cool. This is pretty fucking sweet. I'm looking at this now. Yeah, I'm holy seeing crap! I, I have not been keeping up with this news. As a fighting game fan, I am all, ashamed all, of myself. It's all, it's all brand new this weekend. It's all brand new. Holy so. crap! And Geese Howard, I mean, that's a big win for Neo Geo, man, because they fucking, I mean, they're making money on the virtual console, but not enough, right. really. I mean, them being them having a character in a in a big bigger game, that's pretty cool. It's weird that it's Geese Howard, but I mean, I mean, people can people can fucking recognize him, but like, if it was like um like Halamaru from fucking uh, 
Samurai Showdown or 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 what's her name? Um, Mai. Uh, uh, the one no. with the big big boobies. Me, me, yeah, I know you're talking about from Fatal Fury. Yeah, I feel bad. Um, but she's also one of like King of Fighters, right? I think it's mine. If they brought her back or something, that would make sense. But Geese Howard seems like kind of like uh, B tier. But uh, yeah, it's weird. Like I, I, I guess I understand like somebody like Akuma coming in because he's he's Akuma. He's like this outrageous character. But like Geese is just like he's sort of the final boss from like Fatal Fury and just kind of was now he's just in the rest of the games. So like now it's not like you have like Andy and Terry Bogart or um you know, or you bring in Hamaru, you know. Yeah, man. Oh, I could take that shit all day. This is great. But yeah, I'm, man. None of what the fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> Skullomania. There's another fight. I don't know. There's another fighting game that got um it got, I think it was this weekend. Uh, it's called Fantasy Strike. And it's a new fighting game. I think it's also in the sort of beta stage. Uh, they're looking, they're, they are going through FIG, which is a video game crowdfunding site. And I think they're trying to have a game out by the end of this year. Um, it's kind of like cell shaded a little bit, sort of. 2D fighting game looks kind of cool. Could be interested in checking that out. It's I'm looking Fantasy this up now. Yeah, it's like, it says deceptively simple. There's like a yes. jump button instead of pressing up. Yeah, I don't know about this. Weird. I don't they, know about I've, this. I've kind of heard. Yeah, I've kind of like they're making it very easy to pull off moves. Like you don't have to do a full quarter circle or half circle. It's like if you basically press the buttons, you'll do the move. Like it's not very difficult apparently. It's very exciting. Ooh, sounds like my speed. I don't so, know if yeah. I like that actually. As a as a yeah. fighting game fan, my whole life, like sure, every time sure. somebody brings up Super Smash Brothers, I'm like, that's not a fighting game. I don't know. It's just anytime they like change up the formula, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just I roll. This is this isn't you. this is not for fighting game fan. Like, how many people cross over from Tekken and shit to playing Super Smash Brothers? Those are completely different fans for the most part. For the most, I'd say yeah. For the most part, because those, I mean, it just plays so differently. Whatever. I mean, everybody's got different opinion, but I like the fighting ex layer news and the Geese Howard news. Yeah, more than Fantasy Strike. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was just, it was just throwing that out there. That was a new one. That was that's going to come out. It looks cool, but yeah, I mean, you know, as obviously fighting game fans, you know, we. To you know, you you got to be good. Like it's not something you can easily just sort of jump into and, and fight online. Um, like you gotta you gotta know how to do your moves. Like there's a lot of uh, thinking and strategy involved. You know, I think that a lot. And, that's that's like fighting games are often deceptively more deeper than people imagine because a lot of times people just talk about mashing buttons, but mm -hmm. then you get a, somebody. They get frustrated because they get they get killed by a dude. And they don't quite know why, but probably like that person that beat them knew that you know this strike was faster because it had less frames than your punches. <laughs> you know, like you have to know the speeds, the speed and distance. You know, this right. is stronger but slower, or this this character has more reach on this move or whatever, and it all happens real fast. And I think there's just there's like a lot going on in fighting games. 
that you kind of you can't that's why there's a core audience for it not everybody likes these games because you have to kind of really pay attention to know what's going on right it's like i love it and, I, and i'm still scared to go fight street fighter 5 online so i know i'm just going to get fucking murdered <laughs> i'm just like no i just want to play story mode uh. dude training the training mode in injustice has the frame data <laughs> so people can study it like this yeah. punch has three frames this mm -hmm. you know like shit like that so i don't go that far personally but there's people that do so i, I try to pay attention to what's faster and what the general reach is and all that of of, of each move blah 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 bunch of fighting nerds <laughs> i think that'll pretty much do it what do you guys think yeah, I'm good. Like the my fucking AC's been off, and I'm fucking like sweating, dude. Like it's so oh. fucking. When I, I when I sick. said I was gonna be back, when I said I was left for a second, I went to open my doors because I was dying. I thought I was gonna have heat exhaustion. It's not that bad in here yet, but ugh, I was like, I was like, oh, maybe we should talk about what we're playing because we haven't done that in a while, and I was like, maybe next time. <laughs> I, I, I want to turn that AC. I'll throw mine out yeah. real quick, um, but I also have another oh, cool. thing I want to want to talk about. Uh, game I've been playing, finally, finally got to it. Uh, so I've just been so busy, and I, I wanted time in, in, in nothing else. I wanted to play this game. Finally got into uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, I'm probably over about 20 hours in. I got my Master Sword finally. That's, that's about where I'm at. I just was able to get the Master Sword, and so, like, I'm into it. I love it. I think it's great. Um, I've been watching. I've been watching gameplays of like Twilight Princess and and uh, Skyward Sword, and I'm just watching. Especially Skyward Sword just looks so like so old, so dated compared to this game. Man, it's it's great. I I, I love it. Um, so you guys definitely like. It's a game to play if you ever get a Switch for sure. Um, oh, it's the only reason second, I would get a Switch. Yeah. yeah. Second is uh, just found out while we were talking that Martin Landau also passed away. Damn. Yep. Holy shit. So I mean, I I don't I I never really followed his career too much. I mean, he's obviously a, a powerhouse of an actor. He's been around since the fifties, man. As an actor, he's I mean, he's got a hell of a resume. This guy, you know, he's he's Martin Landau. He's he's one of the 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 you know one of the remaining like acting greats who have been around and acted with everybody, you know, since he's been using Gunsmoke, the TV show and uh, Rawhide and, you know, the guys, the guys been, been a busy, busy guy. But uh, sadly he did pass away. Complications uh, didn't specify, but uh, RIP motherfucking Martin Landau. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. That happened right when we were recording, apparently. Yeah. He was also on Twilight Zone, dude. Holy yeah, crap. Dude. I forgot he about that. He was in that. the X-Files movie, too, I think. Yeah, uh, his name like the future Kurt Swell. It's 98, it says X-Files. Yeah. That was the what they called Fight the Future after a while. Oh, I, film, film? I suppose you could say his most, his most famous credit is North by Northwest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I, I would say so. Um, I would say X-Files, but, you know, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mission Impossible. Um, cool. So, uh, 
Oh, I'm just going to say real quick, I'm playing, uh, I just started playing Shadows of Mordor. I bought it for like four bucks and fuck, man, I've played it a couple times, like at a friend's house. And then I had it for like the Xbox one I have. And I was like, this is just in it for me. I don't know. Like I should like this because I love Lord of the Rings and like that Mm -hmm. world. And mm-hmm. then I just started playing it the other day, and I fucking love this game, dude. Okay. Like, what I, the fuck, I, I was what about the to fuck say, took me so long to get to this point is what I wonder. Like, what's I, wrong with me? I was about to say, you're like, I'm still not into it. I'm like, well, maybe it's just not for Manny. I don't know. It's No, dude, I'm fucking in, dude. Like, nice. me and Johnson played Dying Light the other day. The whole time I was like, this ain't no Shadows of Mordor. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, I'm fucking in. And then um, I started playing. Uh, so I'm a big fan of Alex Party's work. He's a illustrator. He does a lot of creature shit. He, uh, uh, you can just look him up under Alex Party. Uh, he also did a movie called Digging Up the Marrow, where he designed all the creatures for it. The movie's okay. The creatures are really cool looking, and to see his artwork come to life is cool. But he has this new, um, uh, this new uh, like uh, app game called uh, Bunny With, and yep. you basically just beat the shit out of these weird bunnies that he draws and get weird prizes and shit. Um, like, like rabbit's like, feet, with, like a smell, with no, like with like you're with someone right now. Bunny, okay, bunny with. Okay, yeah, it's weird. It's free. Um, you can like obviously like if you want to buy more rabbit's feet to like unlock another level, you can. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'm gonna spend like ninety nine cents to just support the game. But it's been a lot of fun. It's just his weird sense of humor, which I kind of enjoy, and his art style and. If there's anything like from playing this is like more artists should do this. I'd love to see a James Jean video like game. I'd love to see like, you know, like a a Skinner video game or something. So it's kind of nice that like, you know, they can release stuff like this. And I've also been playing a little bit of Comic Zone from the Sega Forever thing that they released. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was kind of upset because I was like, wait, I can only save this if I'm on Wi-Fi. And then it's like, or you can spend a dollar ninety nine and just buy the game, so you can save all the time. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, two bucks isn't bad. I'm like two bucks for a Sega game, that's nothing. Like, how much is this? like if I try to get a Sega now and then get this game, I'm probably looking at thirty, forty, maybe fifty bucks. You know. So a um, little bit of a learning curve with it though, because like the, I feel like uh, the reaction time on the on my cell phone anyway, it's a little smaller. It's an older iPhone, so not that great, but. A lot of fun. I always enjoyed Comic Zone and never really got to play it that much because um, I didn't have a Sega. I know. I only had a Super. My family wasn't rich. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> so, you know. Um, but, yeah, those are the things I've been playing. I've been enjoying the fuck out of Shadows of Mordor, though. And after this podcast, probably going to play it. Right on. There was, another, there was another thing I was going to mention. Sorry, you had mentioned uh, illustration. Um. Mark Landau was also an illustrator before Damn. he became an actor. And so I should become an actor then. Mm. If you go to his IMDb profile, the, the, the big paragraph that shows up, it says, at 17, he was hired by the New York Daily News as a staff cartoonist and illustrator. In his five years on the paper, he served as the illustrator for Billy Rose's Pitching Shoe Horses column. He also worked as a cartoonist, worked for cartoonist Gus Edson on The Gumps. So he was a, this guy, he was an illustrator as well. Oh, Martin Landau. Cool. If I've learned anything from this, from this information is I should just go to LA and be an actor. <laughs> That's not going to work. I've only been playing Injustice and Jason still. Nothing new. Yeah. Speaking of which, I think we need, uh, so we need to get together and I know, we got, play some we, Jason soon. 
We haven't played it in a while, man. It's been a couple yeah, no. I would like to play again. Um, yeah, I um, two more of my friends from uh, my Chicago days just got it. So, nice. you know, I haven't seen them online with it, but I'm sure if I sent out a text, like if we had a date we wanted to play, I'm sure they'd join up. We're almost there, boys. We can almost do a private match. We can do whatever we want. We can curse nice. at one another, and it'll be so yeah. much fun. Can't wait. But, yeah, that's all I got. I just, like, just – Shadows of Mordor, I was like, I don't know. And then I started playing and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> like, why did it take so long to get to this point? Like, it's just like, I get it. I get everything. Like, I feel like it was like a lot of like, I feel like I didn't kill a lot of orcs because I didn't really get the combat system or I wasn't good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I felt like there were like the menus, like there was so much shit to do. And it's like, you could level up this, 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 and this. And I was like, there's overwhelming. I can't do this. I just want to button mash. Right. And I think once I got over the fact that it wasn't necessarily a button mashing game, I think that's the clarity set in. And I was like, I can get, I just take it slow. No one said you had to play this game fast. You have all the time in the world. So, because I basically bought it because I was like, four bucks, I'll play this at some point. You know, like just whatever. It's $4 for a game that, like, if you went and bought it new, it would be 20 Is it so a complete like, edition? Yeah, it's complete. Like, nice. game of the year. Nice. So, I got all that. I also think I never liked the design of the main character. Okay. So I have a skin on him right now that's like, he's very evil looking, very metal looking. Yes. And I think that makes, and he has like a cloak on and stuff and he looks mm-hmm. very cool. And I think that also makes it easier to play because I'm like, I'm a badass. You're like, I, I like this guy better. I hear you. Yeah. But like, sometimes I will be like taken out of stuff if I like don't like the necessary look of the character. I'm like, hmm. But. However, playing this though, I am excited for Shadow of War. Is it called Shadow of War? Is that what the new one is? I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna be excited to see that. I probably won't buy it like the day it comes out or whatever, but definitely probably pick it up on like a when it becomes like thirty bucks or something on some kind of sale. Cool. I'll be picking it up day one. No, I, I assume Joey. <laughs> but uh, but I'm waiting for that review for sure. Like if you're like fucking like Maddie, if you like. Shadows of Mordor, you got to get this shit. I'll be like, all right, Joey, you've talked me into it. Word. But I'm waiting on those Joey reviews. That's what I wait for. (laughs) So just kind of, I don't want to talk about it too much, but it seems like that there are still continuing to rework and patch uh, No Man's Sky. Um, So I'm, it seems like there's some cool stuff coming our way in the future. And like, it's a game I do own and I do want to support these guys. Cause it's, it's a pretty ambitious game that they've made, even though it's, that it has a long way to go to become a full, I guess, full game. You know, it seems like it's kind of an early access at this point. Um, so yeah, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm, I'm kind of excited for them to, to make a cool game. And I know, I know they got it in them to do it. So that, that was my something some news on uh, no man's sky i know we talked about that i guess a year ago it's it's been a year since it was released i think it's cool that they're still releasing stuff like these guys haven't given up on this game yeah yeah um and like i i, I got it i traded in my copy i still have like my save and stuff on my mm-hmm. playstation so i definitely like you know next sale that comes around that it's in if like things have like amped up a little bit yeah, I think it's definitely something I wouldn't mind revisiting. I definitely think, like like what you're saying, Joey, it's like it's a very interesting concept. I just don't think it's. Know, I think they were. I think they were rushed, and they felt a lot of pressure from fans, and that sucks, man. You know, 
Yeah. Um, so I mean, hopefully they'll get to a point where it's good or, you know, maybe they'll like just, you know, it'll be what it is and then they'll move on and make something better. But I definitely think they had a cool idea and I love the, like the, the look of the game too. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like the graphics and everything in it were great. So, you know, but that's cool. I'm glad they're still doing stuff with it. Cause I hate when stuff just kind of drops off because like fans weren't super pleased with it, but they got my money anyway, and they'll probably get it again at some point. <laughs> Right on. All right, fellas. Well, Evo, the Street Fighter Five finals are on, and Game of Thrones is on. Yeah. So I love you, and I. <laughs> All right. See ya. That was only for us. That love you was only for us, not for the Super <laughs> I love, fans. I, I love our. For... I love our listeners. No, that's just for me. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right, guys. Love you too. All right, See later, you. dude. See you. See man. Bye. Thanks for listening to episode eighty-one. Checking in with us again. It was, it's always a pleasure. And um, thank you again, Maddie, for the in-depth breakdown format. That I mean, fuck, dude. It's <laughs> thanks for just helping, helping out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> everybody's contributing. It's fucking awesome. So, uh, yeah. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, also, for the listeners, if you have any suggestions of anything you want us to talk about or anything I didn't say or a topic that I should bring up, uh, let me know because it's always it's always like a constant uh, improvement here. We're trying to make the best podcast for ourselves and you listeners. So, like, let us know. Give us some feedback. It's what we need. <laughs> yeah. So we we need that. Um, I guess that's gonna do it. And yeah. Uh, yep. Catch you later. Yeah, later dudes. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have uh, a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar, you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And we'll talk about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. (laughs) That's the coolest thing. (laughs) Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. (laughs) And we can make money. (laughs) What? (laughs) If you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. (laughs) <laughs> you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> you get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'm a for a <laughs> For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>